All right, then, welcome to episode 14, season 2 of the Jumping the Rail podcast. This is Mark Rebin coming to you from Champaign, Illinois, joined by my uh, by my buddies. I got a, got Menders with me from the Zero One Shootout. Menders, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Uh, it's weird we don't have a shootout this week until after Thursday night, so this is going to be a little bit... A little different, <laughs> a little different we, this week. I know, we might, we might get in a little bonus Zero One stuff in this episode. Just to just to kind of get it out of our system, but uh, okay. as, as a good. bonus, and we are also joined by my tag team partner, the Sausage King of Bismarck, Gary Vestelio. <laughs> Gary, you're a bundle of energy as always, my friend. Yes, sir. Oh, and hello to Dwayne. He is he's in the chat. This is how I like it, Dwayne. When you're in the comments before I am, <laughs> you're just Johnny on the spot. Uh, so. For start, we got a lot to talk about. We got the Elimination Chamber to talk about. Uh, New Japan, uh, of course, uh, Mercedes debuted in New Japan on Saturday, uh, and we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, I know you guys probably didn't watch that show, but I, but I did. I think I can uh, fill you in sufficiently. But uh, there's something I wanted to bring up at the top. Uh, I mentioned it on our Facebook today. There's kind of a ongoing. I don't know if you want to call it a clusterfuck, but of it's it seems like wrestling fans are kind of forgetting how boundaries work. Well, that's the and there's three big instances where that's popped up, but it just I mean come on people for for fuck's sake I mean you got to use your head a little bit I mean there was uh, Speedball Mike Bailey and GCW actually got kicked by a I'm going to assume a drunk fan at the GCW show on Saturday, which. Uh, he's not the one to to kick because he will kick you back. <laughs> and uh, okay. also he and also he was wrestling Nick Gage. <laughs> so Jeez. If, so if, if Nikki got pissed, he he would have pulled out that pizza cutter and made you a corn dog with it, you know. Yeah, I could but, see that uh, happening. But yeah, uh, Speedball hasn't commented. He said he's gonna comment on his his own live stream tomorrow about that. So I'll be curious what he says about it, but. The underlying issue seems to be fans just bothering people when they really probably shouldn't. Uh, the the top uh, the big story from last week was somebody in the airport trying to uh, take video of Rey Mysterio without his mask on and get him to sign some uh, some stuff like that. And I'll be the first one to say Rey never should have put his mask back on in 2002 when he showed up in WWE because it's a uh, <laughs> It, now, I've said it on this show before, it's kind of pissing all over Lucha Libre tradition to put the mask back on. Gary, am I right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I agree, but, I mean, it, it sold a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's the main reason they put it back on and sell, sell merchandise. I mean, you know, Vince, it's all about the money. He always said it. But, My, yeah. yeah. Uh, but in this case, I mean, the guy's in the airport. He's try, it's, I'm going to guess it was early in the morning. He's probably trying to catch a flight. And this guy is trying to, and it's clearly he's getting this stuff signed for resale purposes. He's trying to probably just try to make a buck off of them, and then getting video with them with the mask off. And uh, it's just, yeah, it's just a bad invasion of privacy. I think Ray handled it well. Uh, I have a picture here. Uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. This is just yeah. a screenshot of the guy trying to get video. You, just, you don't see Ray's head, obviously. Just they got his upper torso and. Here's the jackass trying to get something autographed there, but uh, 
but yeah, it's there's so many instances of that, and it's uh, and yet Dwayne, uh, I kind of that's kind of my point, but it's still a respect thing, you know. It's if it's uh, if you want to see a fifty year old man who looks like he's thirteen, I mean, <laughs> you can see him in the airport. Just you know, oh. don't ruin it for everybody else, you know. Oh, good old Oscar. Yeah, and the thing for and. <laughs> The thing I want people to remember is a lot of WWE fans are kids that probably didn't watch WCW in the late 90s. They probably had never seen him with his mask off before. So it's like pulling the beard off of a department store Santa Claus in this case, you know? I, uh, okay, I got two sides to this. The first okay. one is, I it kind of reverts to what I think is kind of wrong with society in general right now because i'm an old man but it this is a, this is science fairly scientific I, there's some studies i've read so like when we were kids we we watched tv but we were forced to go outside we were forced to do things in school we weren't we, we every once in a while we got like a movie friday but like the the generation that grew up after us always had television on they always had a new commercial they had a new show and then they had computers, and then they had phones, and they have tablets, and there's always something in front of their face. And if they want to be entertained, they just flip to the next thing. It's constant. They ha- they, there's never a time when this generation has to be bored, where they, have, they always get what they want. And ADD numbers have went up. Uh, Autism numbers have went up. All these things have went up, and it it's rewiring brains. So it's not technically their fault. It's their parents' fault. It's society's fault. It's easier to sit a kid. How many kids do you know that when they, as soon as they get into a van or something, their parents shove a tablet in their face, mm. and it's no longer, "Hey, kids, let's let's talk" or whatever. No, it's just, I this will keep you from screaming. Well, in school, they're looking at. So all these people are going out into society just with the, a wired brain to think, hey, when I want something, I should just have it. Mm-hmm. So if I want 30 Funko Pops signed, well, Ray's the one that's wrong for not wanting to sign that. No, that's just dumb. You know, I would if I were Ray, I'd sign one and tell him, yeah. be, be thankful I signed one. And if he wasn't, I would stop signing. Because I don't have to do that. Yeah. And so I think that's part of it. And that's part of wrestling fans now, period. That they have to have spot after spot after spot after spot. Like, they can't just wait. Like, they can't wait on a storyline, even. If a storyline cooks for even a few weeks, they're like, oh, this is taking forever. No, it's Mm -hmm. just, it's just marinating, man. Like, that's how that's how storytelling works. It's long mm. form, and so that's why everything gets hot shotted now because people don't have an attention span. It's not necessarily their fault, no. but now here's the second part of that. So here's the back in the day. So if the guy would have kicked Mike back in the day, if it was the Dudleys or something, he might get punched in the face. On the other side of that coin. Wrestlers used to know the dangers of going into the crowd. Ask the Malenko brothers. They got stabbed <laughs> yeah. a few times on their way out because they were heels. 
Right. The, Ask Piper. Right. Ask Piper. Ask uh, when they when those guys yeah, jumped dust. When those guys jumped, was it the Von Eggs or Dusty in the ring? They couldn't leave the cage. Oh, the Horsemen. Yeah, yeah. the Horsemen. Yeah, that was horsemen. Dusty. Yeah, that was they, Dusty. When they dumped, they couldn't leave the cage until the cops got there, and they still got the crap kicked out of them on the way back, because those were their fans, because they were heels. So I think it's a kind of a double-edged sword here, because you got a fan there who is apparently invested. And GCW fans are way more invested than any other fans. They already do crazy stuff. Oh, yeah, they are. So, you know, as a wrestler, if you go out in that crowd, there's a chance somebody might hit you with something because they brought something to hit people with. (laughs) (laughs) So, I I think there's... I think there's... Yeah, now there's like, oh, well, you shouldn't do that. But... Do you want realism? Do you want how how far are you pushing this? Are you saying no? I don't want people to believe anymore. And if you don't, that's killing the business. It's going to kill. Like you have to have fans left somewhere that think it's real enough that you, they want to interact. Now, was he dumb? Yes. Now, if you would have done that to a Samoan, he probably would have got smacked. <laughs> still might. And, and he yeah. still might. And, you so, know, don't look at your fucks around. Yeah, so, like, it's kind of a double-edged thing. Like, you're GCW. You jump into the crowd. Like, that would be like an ECW if some fan decked Rob Van Dam for jumping on him from out of the ring. I might have done that myself. Because that's... You're sitting in the crowd. I, I went to ECW shows. I never signed any waiver. <laughs> <laughs> that said, I'm okay with that. I don't know how they never got sued. But I'll, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to bet they did. But Paul, yeah. he's a he's a slick motherfucker, so he probably was able I, to. I might have, I might, I might have punched him right, right in the mouth, <laughs> because that's you know 200 pounds of dude like hitting you, like you're yeah. sitting there at a show. Yeah. So if you're willing to go into the crowd, I think you should be willing to take the chance of something stupid happening, because you've already engaged in said stupid activity. <laughs> you're plus. <laughs> You're wrestling Nick Gage. You're already involved in a very stupid activity. Yes, yes, yes. Ask, ask, now, ask David no. Arquette about right? activities that was, that was Nick Gage. That was Arquette's fault. He panicked. He, if he hadn't freaked out, he would have been fine. Well, but yeah, you you play devil's advocate here. You, yeah, you you get in that same match and tell me about fault and panic. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I I think it's a I I think it's partially society is just wired to want what they want, and so they're just they they're just they don't have any they don't have any muzzle anymore. They when you know when we were when we were younger, if we saw wrestlers out or if we saw somebody, we kind of had that little bit of like don't be a mark. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. they nobody has that anymore because they're like oh I want an autograph I want a selfie I want this I want that it's a what they want I des- I deserve this, this they think. I deserve this and that's probably what it mostly is but on the other hand you're a professional wrestler you fight people in a ring for a living and if somebody lightly kicks you in the butt <laughs> and you get upset cuz that wasn't a hard kick <laughs> and you it get wasn't, it wasn't it. 
And you, when you turn around and you see that dude, dude is not a threat. And you're upset about it at a GCW show. Maybe you need to not complain so much. Now, if the guy like hit him with the chair, I get it. You know, <laughs> yeah. You you arrest that guy. Yeah. But the guy like he barely he's not going to get his foot up any higher than that. Even like the dude, <laughs> it, he's not like he's not like a Division One athlete. No. <laughs> he's no. just he was just a guy at a wrestling show, and I think people are blowing it out of proportion. That one, I it might be getting a little. I mean, I think Bailey was more annoyed than. Like super angry, but I mean we'll find out more tomorrow. He'll he'll talk about it. But uh, Dwayne made a comment on here that's very telling. He said the internet is the worst thing to happen to wrestling. Now, if you guys remember, in uh, Nard, I see you're in the comments. I think it was our first or second episode, and we'll get Menders. We'll get your take on this here in a second. I think it was our first or second episode. We used to do this point counterpoint thing, uh, and that was I think that was the first one we did was is the internet bad for wrestling? And we had a probably 25 minute long debate between Narge, myself and Marco about the pros and cons of it. And so, yeah, it's, we've, we've had that take for a long time on this show. Uh, Menders, what do you, what's your take on all of this? Uh, Gary made some really good points there. He did. Um, I know I, I just saw today where Britt Baker was complaining too. the doctor. Yeah. I saw that. Uh, saw where she was complaining she's like so you guys bought tickets for tonight's show right and you know <laughs> she's she's got a point though yeah i mean if it's gonna be offered i guess well we're going to squared circle expo mm -hmm. so i'm not gonna try to force any of those guys they're there to make money mm -hmm. that's that's what it is so if that's how they're making their money that's how they're making their money i yeah. saw where you put this up today and i think stacy made a great point read the room if you see him, if if you're gonna see wrestlers out in a restaurant and they're trying to kind of keep it low key, whatever, mm. leave them alone. Yeah, they're people and, too. Yeah, and that goes for just all celebrities, not just wrestlers, athletes, musicians, actors. If you see them out in public, they probably don't want to be bothered, you know. Right. Exactly. And if, but if it's you know, like she kind of said, if they're at a bar or something like that, and they're not really trying to hide who they are, hey, just go up and ask. Be like, hey, is it cool if we do this? Yeah. If they say no, okay, walk away. Mm -hmm. It's not that big. It's It can't be that big of a deal. Yeah. Uh, talking about Squared Circle, I was there last year, and uh, at the end, after the, the wrestling show on the Saturday, which is the last day of the expo, and we were, everybody was filing out, and the wife and I were going to take off, go back to the hotel, and I saw uh, Brian Pillman Jr. sitting at the bar, just just hanging. Like it was, he'd wrestled, and I think he was just getting water or something. And I made a point not to go up and talk to him because, for the same reason you just said, Menders, he he was meeting people and getting paid for it for the whole weekend. And I thought it would have been not cheap, but probably I think inappropriate to go up and bug him without. For me, it's in bad taste. Uh, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's I think that's what I was looking taste. for. Yeah, it's just bad taste. Um, now I'm going to agree with Gary that Speedball should get over himself because you're at yeah. a GCW show. Come on now. Right. right, right. <laughs> like I said, I don't know how, how serious he's taking it. Cause like he hasn't really commented on it yet. Uh, Narge, this is a good rule of thumb and not surprising. It came from Bill Murray. If they're out drinking, socializing, introduce yourself. Bill Murray's rules, introduce yourself to me. Don't just don't ask for, ask for things, which is it's a good, a good rule of thumb to have. 
Well, wasn't it Randy Orton that some guy had went up to him while he was in the bathroom? Or somebody went up to him and... I think so. I've heard that story, too. I've And I've seen wrestlers in the bathroom, but that is not the time to bother them when no! they... No! <laughs> it's not! Not at all! I mean, I've had bosses at work asking me questions about work while I'm using the bathroom. And I'm oh. just... I just kind of tilt my head and then wait till I'm done. And it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm not asking, I'm not talking to you right now. Like, so like, I don't, yeah, I don't get that. But like I said, some people now, especially they just want. Yeah. And when they want, they, they, they want it now. They, they, they don't have a, that society used to be built on this idea that you had to wait for things. Like, even television back in the day, you got an episode per week, mm-hmm. but it, it, that season would be split up by like a month. So you had 20 some episodes mm-hmm. and that was split up over like half a year. So yeah, cliffhangers were cliffhangers, you know, like I you didn't couldn't know skip commercials. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know for almost a complete like six months or more if Picard, if they were going to save Picard from being Locutus, <laughs> like. And I, <laughs> I just you're losing me. Star Star Trek, Star Trek: The Next Generation. Oh, I got that from Picard, but I don't, I don't know who Picardus is. Or oh. Well, just <laughs> <laughs> deep dive nerding. But, hey, but there's now, nothing wrong with it. But now, like you know, you have everything that's on. People get mad when something on streaming doesn't come out in a block. Mm-hmm. And they can't just binge the whole thing and then forget about it two weeks later. They're like, "Oh, I gotta wait a, a, a whole week." It's like it's only ten episodes now, man. Like it's mm-hmm. only going to take you ten weeks to finish this whole thing. Like you can wait, and people don't want to wait. So I can kind of get it, but like, I mean, all my re- meeting wrestler stories like are just I, I saw Raven and um, Simon's Dick in a gas station after a oh, show. that was like that was a guy for people that don't know yeah and <laughs> uh it we were pants with simon diamond we were kind of following him around the store and he, I, he i'm sure he clocked us but we were just listening to him tell a story about how philly marked out for 911 choke slamming santa claus he's like only in philly would they mark out for for santa getting choke slammed <laughs> although i think they were in detroit also but, you know, and I've seen psychosis without a mask in a mm-hmm. Waffle House. Yeah. <laughs> and Scott Steiner and Christian. And I've seen them all in, like, Denny's. and But I just was like, hey, that's really cool. I didn't want to stop them and say, hey, can you sign my napkin? Even oh. though, like, Christian's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I was just like, yeah. hey, they're leaving. You know, yeah. they're, they're on their way back on the road. This is morning. They've just, they're, they're on their shot out. So, yeah. yeah, I, but I just, I think we're past that now, the, the yeah. generation beneath us. And from this point on they, their patience isn't there to wait that they, they don't want to wait for anything. They don't want to wait for big stuff or little stuff. And so I, I think it's going to be harder to keep their attention. It's going to be harder to, to tell them, Hey, these are the rules. And they're going to be like, well, why do I got to follow? I just want this. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's just, 
But sounds like the opinion of some politicians out there these days too. But we don't get into politics on this show, so I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, and if that was your way of subtly hinting you want to play Paula Cole songs and Third Wheels shows, Gary, <laughs> that's gonna, that's gonna be a hard. <laughs> well, you're saying I don't want to wait. I keep that goes down the street for me. But I'm, that's a hard pass for for me. So. Is that a Paula Cole song? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the yeah. Dawson's Creek song, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which, whenever I hear it, I only think of Samuel L. Jackson singing it at the, I think, one of the MTV Awards. Yep. <laughs> Good times. <sighs> so, kind of sticking with that, and we talked about Ray, we talked about, we mentioned Britt Baker. Uh, Zelina Vega had a post where she had a quote here, kind of on the same lines. If you ask me to sign any something at the airport, especially on my layover, I don't know how you found me there, which is, yeah, creepy. And I do not sign all the items you brought and you snatched the marker out of my hand. I'm never signing for any of you again. I say good for her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah don't, they don't have to do anything. No. They don't have mm-hmm. to sign ever. They're, they are off the clock. They are literally just... <laughs> They're trying like to said, get from one place to another. Leave like, them the hell alone. Well, like the crazy thing is... If you watch those backstage things, like, and man, if I were a wrestling promoter, they're carnies anyway. I would just have some dude signing. I it wouldn't be like Cody Rhodes. I wouldn't be like paying Cody Rhodes time, yeah, for three hours to sign like glossies. Right. It would just it would be some dude that put the ring together. <laughs> Nobody is going to know. <laughs> Oh, he has I a remember, point. <laughs> yeah. I remember somebody online complaining because when Sasha Banks was a heel, she used to always sign things with a stamp. Like she'd stamp ahead like and she would do that when like for autographs too, I guess. And somebody was like, Oh, she didn't even bother signing this. She just put a stamp. Like, it's her fucking gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> Let's let it go. But for fuck's sake. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Virgil. He, I think he's he's still sold a bunch of glossies of him and DiBiase, but he just signed both ends. Well, I think Beefcake um, did that with Hogan. One of my favorite celebrities of all time is Steve Martin, and as far as I know, when yes. he would meet people, he would just give them a card that says, "You have met Steve Martin." <laughs> he wouldn't okay, sign. He wouldn't sign anything, but that's like, great. it's still like a one of a kind thing. The only person on the planet with that card is Steve Martin. And he's like, yes, hello, I'm Steve Martin. He would hand you a card and he would walk away. <laughs> and I would have been ecstatic about that. <laughs> Just like, I got a Steve Martin card. Like, but yeah, no, they don't owe you anything. I, no. yeah, I, it's dumb. But yeah, I wouldn't sign anything when I was on my own dime. No. Maybe if it was like a little kid with like one thing. Or if they, you know, you were walking down the street and some somebody noticed you. But if you come up to me with like a whole cardboard thing full of stuff to sign, probably not going to sign any of it. Yeah. I'd be like, hey, this is my likeness. I'm just, and I'd just walk away with it. <laughs> <laughs> what are they going to, and what are they going to do? Yeah. If Nothing. They, yeah, if the rest to explain, then whoever he explains to probably gonna take take the other the other side. It's like, well, you were wrong. <laughs> this is mine. You, yeah. As you can plainly see, these are all me. <laughs> <laughs> so another quote I saw this one yesterday from Adam Page on his authentic house show signature. 
It's just, <laughs> if you ever buy one that doesn't have the hangman underneath, it's because someone harassed me in the hotel lobby and I give them the halfway house show signature. <laughs> like, don't come in the hotel. Like, that's my front door. You know what I mean? Leave me alone. That's a good way to look at it. They're in the hotel. That's literally where they're living at the time. So it's, yeah, it's just, I guess it's like, and it's not, and like I said, it's not just wrestlers. It's just people on the whole, just, have some sense use your head you know don't be you know don't be a mark don't be an idiot and i usually don't call people marks just because i wouldn't sully a perfectly good name uh like that <laughs> oh yeah man you know what i am just salivating for april mark redmond salivating <laughs> i have a april's gonna be big for me to just call everybody marks <laughs> so Oops. i'm just i'm just waiting <laughs> I'm holding on to my mark coins. <laughs> All right. Hang on. You're going to have to spurn me up. April? Oh, April is supposedly when the the uh, revival or the, what do they call themselves? Why F- FTR? FTR. FTR, like their contract is up oh. and they're going to be leaving. But I'm imagining that's about the time that somebody recovering from a triceps injury would also be coming back. You've been chomping at the bit for that one. Oh, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming because Punk has been out and about more. Yeah, he was and, at the San Jose Saturday. And, uh, and uh, Dax has been definitely been dropping some bombshells on his podcast. And they're most of them are like just kayfabe stuff. And people are just eating it up. And oh, yeah. it's just awesome because as soon as it happens, uh, all these people just, oh. It's going to taste so good. <laughs> the internet may explode. It's going to taste so good. Because there will be all these people, oh, I heard Punk didn't apologize. You know why? Because he didn't do anything. <laughs> he didn't do anything. <laughs> he never did anything. He got hurt. And they were smart yeah. enough to turn it into an angle. Kenny, and my guess is Kenny Omega was still hurt. He, he looked like shit that, we, that whole oh, weekend. Horrible. I think he needed that extra six so he weeks off. Extra time, and they're like, "Oh, that's a good way to do it." Well, and I don't even know if Ace Steel ever actually worked for him. <laughs> I think he honest. did. Though they said he worked backstage, but you know, he just and who knows if he actually got fired? Might yeah, I don't if know. I I would just bring him back as a manager that just walked out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, what, he had better promo that one episode than most of the locker room. Yeah, so it's just... Well, that's not hard to do in AEW, though, Mark. Come on, let's very, get serious. This is very, very true. Very it's going to be it's gonna be Punk coming back, FTR joining him, and they're going to they're gonna take the six-man titles from Bucks and Omega. And that's Dwayne how they're has... going to start their revenge tour. Yeah. Dwayne wants to... Will it be as big as it was when Punk first came back? It, it'll uh, be different. Uh, there'll be heat this time, because yeah. not only will people want... People will be mad that they got played, and there will still be people mad because they think punk is a, is what everybody thinks punk is. Yeah, and it's going to be great. You'll have a bunch of idiots, and then a bunch of smart idiots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of people. I, I hear both both sides. Some people say punk's a piece of crap. Some people say he's a, he's a normal nice guy. And Lars Fredrickson likes him from Rancid, so that's good enough for me. There you go. I, and, I, and, I think he's probably like everybody else, especially like we we both we all know enough independent wrestlers and enough wrestlers, enough people that have been in the business 
there are phases to being a worker. Like you get everybody has their cocky phase and then everybody has a humble phase and everybody falls into it. Even Randy Orton, like these last few years, Orton has been a completely different dude. Like he wants to get people over like the way he works in the ring is different. You can tell, He's but having fun. wasn't always mm-hmm. like that, but it took no. him a while. And yeah. I'm, from what I understand, Punk has been very accommodating in AEW, bought mm-hmm. people gifts a lot, had had advice for anybody that wanted it. Mm-hmm. I, I think when he was in WWE, he was miserable. And when you're miserable, and if you're already kind of miserable in general, that doesn't help anything. Like, I've heard he could be abrasive <laughs> when in, in his youth, but he was the big name like so you you know that comes with that kind of eat your ego gets bigger and kind of what happens like stone cold is a much more laid-back dude than he was when he was on his run but that you know you look at what happened there he got so mad that he quit the business mm-hmm. in the middle of like being super hot because took his he ball was, and went home took his ball <laughs> and went home looking back he says that was dumb and it was yeah. that was dumb, but it was what he felt at the time. People change. I but I think this is just a good opportunity for them to use what could have just been up oh, punk got hurt, up oh, Omega's hurt, everybody's hurt. Now oh, this is a big downer and turn it into an actual angle that people have been talking about the entire time he's been gone. So, well, they're gonna have to do something because AEW last week was abysmal and I was looking forward to it and I couldn't even make it through the full two hours. It's terrible right now. It is terrible. Not not great. Yeah. They need to use some of the people they just, I don't know, for some reason aren't using, but, and some of the young guys, like, yeah, they're super like athletic and talented, but they're just not like, uh, there we it, go. It's all like Lucha stuff. And then you have the six man tags now that's all super lucha stuff for some reason they can't just have tag matches it's all just super fast paced stuff you can't have an entire show of that you're gonna burn your your roth you know you burn the people out yeah but i don't know why they turned page heel i think she was they, better off they, as a face i think tony wants his nwo heat i guess and you had tony storm and brit i don't think brit works well as a face and Jamie She's Hader okay. is a better heel. That's just a better heel faction. I. That's the problem. They have too many heels. Yes. Yeah. They really have too many heels. They need baby Menders. faces. But there's what? You I know, see, right? I know. I didn't think you had too, such a thing as too many heels. Yes, there is such a thing as too many well, heels. And now you have Eddie Kingston's a heel. And why? Because <laughs> the part that I love about heels is what they do to the baby faces. So they need somebody to work with. This is true. Yeah. Well, yeah, you need a strong, like, Hangman Page isn't a face. John Moxley's not a face. There's uh, some sort of weird in-between thing. They're tweeners, like Tracy Smothers. Yeah. But not as entertaining. No. <laughs> the only thing I can see now. Dwayne, how long has it been since you've watched AEW? <laughs> oh. We're... I'm real confused. She's a tweener. She's tweening right now. I yeah. think 
eventually she's gonna be a baby face. Ruby's in limbo, like they're trying to make her a heel, but they don't if, know what to if, do with her. If they decide to actually take Ruby full face and strap her, I would be Ruby's really good on pretty much every level. Yeah, always has been. She can be anything you want her to be. She's tough. She's resilient. She knows how to. She certainly knows how to work. She she can put. She can carry people through a match. Yeah. And well, Jamie Hader's not horrible. Jamie Hader's really good. But they're not doing anything with her. She's just. She's not even the head of her own group. And she's the heavyweight champion. Yeah. Right. Like. <laughs> and I like Jamie, but yeah, it's it's just a weird dynamic. Yeah, it's she's like kind it's of, just it's tailor made for Britt to turn heel on her. Yeah, that's what I thought was going to happen. That she was going to turn heel on Jamie, and because she got jealous of her holding the title. But if they're going to go the other way, she should have really been really friends friends with her and like mm-hmm. you know helped her out and still been heels. I don't. As many things as Tony has done to bring the business back to a more kayfabe friendly like because you can even see in wwe they they have moved like online like seth rollins is now kayfabing with logan Logan paul Paul. yeah and they're like ali is doing it with ziggler Mm -hmm. and it's not like sammy and roman sammy and roman uh so there's a lot of it's a lot of good that he's done because like yeah that was gone it was oh well we're we're not these people when we're outside the ring. You need to be. Mm-hmm. That needs to be part of how you get paid. It's like okay, you're basically this person if you're in public. I'm sorry if you think this makes you look like a bad guy, but you're a bad guy. Mm-hmm. We we if you want more people to show up, we need you people to believe that you're this. And people want that. You know, they want to star in TV shows. They want to have toys. They want to, you know, have all this extra stuff. Part of, you know, but part of the business is making people believe just long enough. It's already hard enough. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. We're, we're grown people. We know it's, you know, we know we'll it's not. It. We know it's predetermined. There you go. <laughs> We don't use the F word on this show, Gerald. It's, it's predetermined, but when I was watching Roman and Sammy, I didn't think he was going to win, but I was enthralled in the match. Yep. There was hope. They there gave was you hope. hope. A lot of hope spots in that match. There probably, was. probably the best example I've ever had of thinking somebody actually might win was when Flair and Triple H went at it. Yes. On, on Raw. Yeah. I remember that. I thought I, for I thought for more than a split second that they were going to strap Flair one more time. Yep. Even for a week. Even for a week. Yeah. And that was a great match, and it was just it was a Flair match. So it's the same Flair match that he'd been having for like two decades at that point. Right. And but Triple H but is so was, good. But but H was so good then, and he carried him through that match, and he gave you hope. Like and ta- like Taka Michinoku versus Triple H. Uh, that, that was match. a good match because it was like, oh, wow, I love Taka, and Taka's actually getting a shot here. Is he actually going to win this? It's you have to have that glimmer of hope, 
But to have that glimmer of hope, you have to kind of remove yourself from reality mm-hmm. because you know that this is a business and that. So the easy way to do that is to not let people really know too much what reality is. Yeah. The less reality people know and get, well, roundabout way, has the internet ruined wrestling? With kayfabe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like all the, I remember wrestling forums and stuff when I was in my early 20s, you could find out some of the dirt, you know. It was easier than calling the hotlines or like finding from some guy's cousin who knows some guy and who walked through Philly one time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but and it was fun for a while because you got and kind of got to peel back the curtain, but then you found out like, oh, well, this guy's like a jerk, or mm-hmm. there's oh, this person's going to lose, and then it, you know it takes the fun out of it if if you know what's going to happen all the time. Yeah, basically. Uh, <laughs> and when we would go, we go to watch wrestling shows at Marco's house, like we do WrestleMania, or whatever, and he he would never. Just let it like let it have, he'd always be saying, Oh, that's fake, that doesn't happen. All that, like that. Like, Mark, I think Mark went his whole Marco, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I mean, it is hard, a, it's hard like, to watch wrestling when, with somebody that's not a wrestling fan, yeah, especially a skeptic or a, or a yeah. cynic, yeah, yeah. I mean, why is he punching so much and he's not even bleeding? Yeah, <laughs> well, thank you, Captain Obvious. Uh, Although, yeah, unless you're I, John Moxley, then you just go sit in the corner with your blade. With your razor and well, go I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, a stiff breeze busts him open now. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's one of those, if he sneezes, he's going to be bleeding. He's in Abbey territory now. Like, he's just... <laughs> he's just... with King Curtis territory. <sighs> yeah, like, Brian's... Brian's bleeding all the time now, too. I, I think he's hard way in a little more but it's yeah it's that it's less is i i know it sounds less is more because the more you see something the more people are going to want it but the more you have to give the less people care about it mm-hmm. so ladder matches used to be like a once a year thing now you, mm-hmm. you see them on regular tv yep now and there's a entire second kind of ladder entire pay-per-views that's all ladder matches and man is that boring <laughs> yeah because it's oh i agree it's boring and like that's, cage matches ladder match. special attraction matches we just had a whole pay-per-view built we've had whole pay-per-views now where it's just built around cage matches and it's Locked just down. it's like yeah well it's a bigger cage well okay <laughs> is it still a yeah. cage i bet somebody's gonna get slammed into it yep but they won't bleed nope. no yeah they the won't the cage that's, that's what bugs me he's like i mean with a cage match that should be the exception to the no blood rule they can yeah because i mean you go back you couldn't swing a dead cat without finding a cage match where somebody was bleeding my back in, my back in opinion the old days, like you know? if you get hit in the head with a foreign object, especially a chair mm-hmm. or a bell or into the buckle, barbed wire, <laughs> barbed wire you, need, you, you need to gig. Mm-hmm. It should always mm-hmm. be. If you're going to do that spot, be ready to do that. Because then at least it means something. It's like, oh, 
you got hit with a metal object in the in the forehead that's going to pop you open like you know it's just but like people who are just i don't like like you were saying like why does moxley bleed all the time man like he's just i'm sure it's because he's just been gigging so much but why are you gigging so much like you're a millionaire dude like (laughs) it's like he's making up for lost time oh i think he is he's just like man i just wanted to gig so much didn't get the gig at all. I was going to gig all. Apparently, Even he wasn't diehard AEW. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure now it seems like. Pretty sure Renee just hardways him as she walks down the hallway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it does seem like uh, the uh, fans are kind of getting uh, like a little like over the him bleeding all the time. It's like a lot of people are like they're over it now. It's like oh, he's bleeding again. It's not special anymore, you know. Well, yeah, because he does it all the time, like. Yeah, he does it in a technical match with Dante Martin. <laughs> so yeah. finds a way to, to bust himself open. Not a knock on Dante Martin, but, you know. Uh, Dwayne's asking, yeah. does Impact still do the lockdown pay-per-view? I don't think they do. Not that I've, I don't think they do that anymore since they've Man, been like, under new ownership. And... I still watch, like, Impact, but, man, it is such a weird thing. Like, I don't know if you guys watch it. I, I do. It, uh, it feel it feels like when I'm watching Impact, it feels like I'm stuck in like some weird like psychedelic limbo. Because like there's like 30 people in the crowd, and there should be more because they're they're not bad workers. But then you have some pretty good storylines, like the whole like Bully Ray, like Bully Ray's great. Him and the Josh yeah. Alexander thing was good. Him and Tommy's been good. But yeah. then you have people like supposedly being killed and you have yeah, like, the you have then you have people being sucked into hell dimensions and you yeah, have I blame James Mitchell for that. All this weird stuff that happens along with like these really good angles going on and I and I don't if they would just find one cohesive way to move. Yeah. I, and then you have like guys like Swinger who is hilarious. <laughs> I love Swinger. I love Swinger, hey. and he just lost to Barry Horowitz. Yep, on... friend of the show, Barry Horowitz got a win Barry. on Impact. Shout out to Barry. Uh, but but it was funny, and that was and it's great to have like one funny guy on your roster. But if you have like, I I don't know what they're doing, but it's that that's the thing with wrestling now. There's everybody's everybody <laughs> wants everything, and you can't do that. You have to have a, a direction. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why they're not drawing more people. Because it's not like the industry's down right now. It's actually doing well. I don't know how. It shouldn't <laughs> be. Everything is doing horribly. And I I don't know if houses are up in AEW. I haven't really looked. Well, but, the ratings for AEW last week were junk. Junk. Yeah. Well, you've had Jade, who's what, 50 and 0 now? Yeah, your, more than that, I think. 15. He has your secondary title, and she's on yeah. Fridays. <laughs> that's right. That's <laughs> old man yelling at clouds. <laughs> <laughs> it's I. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand that. But I mean, WWE's houses seem to be up. Their ratings yep. seem to be up. Um, the crowds are hot right now. 
And I, that's a lot to do with just a little bit of a fresh direction. It was all they needed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think if AEW can hold on until April when they get people back and they get all these new storylines going, as long as they have a direction. Because right now, yeah, man, like you got Jericho just doing Jericho stuff, which is great, mm-hmm. but it's just Jericho stuff at this point. Like Even MJF's getting kind of stale, you know? Yeah, well, it's just MJF being in. When you have somebody being consistently great, even that gets boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's just, well, he just delivered a devastatingly good promo again. And he sells it on the outside of the ring. And he's a heel everywhere he goes. And I know for, you know, he just, he is too good of a heel to not be actually a decent dude. <laughs> So that's what makes it great. But it's the same. I It's weird because it's like, I I want to love MJF, but I'm bored. Because yeah. it's the same yeah. thing. It's just heel promo. It's great heel promo, but it's not anything different than anything else. So I think it has yeah. a lot to do with MJF is that you don't have, right now he doesn't, I like, Brian Danielson, whatever. I've I've liked him forever. But this feud has not taken off, I don't think. I'm bored with it already. It, well, I, yeah. yeah, he's done the same thing to Danielson that he did, what, to Punk? Didn't he have Punk do, like, the labors of MJF or whatever to get that match? Uh, yeah, Jericho. I, that was, I think he had Jericho. Jericho. Oh, Jericho. That's what it was, yeah. yeah Jericho had to go through all the hoops. And it's yeah. the same hoops. Yep. I, yeah. And Wardlow do it, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think a lot of it is just that one, everybody's hurt. All the ones that you want to see, in my opinion, are hurt. And it's just hot <laughs> take. Because <laughs> <laughs> right now, there's not anybody on AEW that I even care about except for MJF. The, the, it's and a very I, short list for me. Uh, I will say this, though with, since MJF has been champion, the most entertaining he's been was with Ricky Starks. Yes. Yeah. Because yes. MJF can cut that hot promo, but there's nobody really like going back and forth with him, like on the on the mic. Right. He hasn't he hasn't had that since he was since he worked with Punk. But Ricky yep. was able to stand toe to toe with him and give as good as he got. And there's not a lot of people. I think the only other person right now that's healthy that could do it, and I know he's a heel right now, but is uh, Eddie Kingston. That that feud would write itself, and it would make just great television. Well, but when I was mean, the last time you saw Eddie on Dynamite? Uh, he's yeah. Mr. Rampage right now. He's just doing now, this stuff with Ortiz. But, when uh, when yeah. Brian came, when Brian first came in, he was a great heel. Should have stayed a heel. He's a great heel. Needed yep. a heel. If you want to better heal than Moxley, I was all for turning Moxley heel, them just being like brutal heels. That would have been great because that's different. You know, smash mouth, ground and pound style is completely different than you see. I still love watching Brian Danielson wrestle. He's probably in one Italian, 40 year old Italian's opinion. He's probably, (laughs) he's probably the best. He's probably the best all around worker in the world right now. Like just skill wise. Like I'm still waiting do... for that match with uh, Saber Junior. Yeah, that would. Oh, that would be great. 
but like he moves great. He he does everything he's supposed to do. He can cut a promo, but he's not. He's just a guy that gets mad. <laughs> he's just he's, he's an angry a, angry goat. He's an angry, an angry goat. goat. And so yeah, there's no like character to it. I just I want just a little bit of something. But yeah, they need like a they need a a slightly harder than soft reset, like a medium reset yeah. in AEW. And Gary. I know they let some people go, but man, like I wouldn't mind him just kind of cleaning house of his lower lower card. And if you're going to have a lower card, take your mid card guys, let them be your low. Like if they're going to work a show, let all your mid card guys be on that show. I don't, you don't need a bunch of low card guys. Like you don't have enough TV time to fill. Like I, I think that's where Ring of Honor is going to be a big asset. Uh, I think they'll take a lot of those guys and move them to Ring of Honor because it's not for lack of talent that these guys are toiling on the lower card on dark or yeah. elevation or whatever. It's just they don't have a spot for them. And I guess I'm a big fan of Sky Blue. Minders know you are too. She's a zero one girl. Uh, she's I'm torn. She's, I'm with, torn. she's got a match with Soraya on Wednesday, but mm-hmm. they they don't do much with it. She's fodder for the most part. They but if they put her in Ring of Honor, she could be a pretty good anchor for that women's division over I there. Mean, I, I liked her when I saw I watched um Oh, what's the promotion in Chicago? AAW. Uh, I watched their yeah. Twitch. They had a Twitch pay-per-view or a Twitch show, and I saw Sky Blue on that, and she was really mm-hmm. good. And I was like, this chick's really good. And, of course, I asked Jim about her, and he's like, oh, yeah, she's really cool. And he says she's still, like, fairly new to the business, and she's came she's a long what, way. 18? No, that's she's like 18 or 19, right? Well, I Billy think Sky's older than that. that. Billy Starks okay. is, I think she's 18. Uh, Sky's, yeah. I would say, I've been, uh, Sky, I first saw, I think, in 2019. Yeah, she'd been, would have been around that years, time. I yeah. I mean, Tony yeah, I'm not seems sure to when she do, debuted. Tony seems to want to do something with her because he does keep putting her on in tag matches and, he, and he, she gets a good rub. And, yeah, I I don't know what her mic skills are, or if maybe they're that, iffy. Uh, they're uh, iffy. I haven't heard a lot of I haven't heard a lot of her promo work, so I can't speak to that. But, uh, but they're a little if, iffy. If we're judging AEW people by mic skills, then that's half the roster. So exactly, there's a reason why a lot of them get managers. Yeah, it's a lot of the reason why Not, a lot of them need managers. Pretty soon, Stokely Hathaway is going to have thirty people. <laughs> oh, Stokely. <laughs> He's just gonna. Have I do. A I, I do like run. Stokely. That'll He's be a really good. Run. He's a really good at what he does, and the lawyer guy. He's really good, but like, I I wouldn't mind those guys having like a big role on Dark or something, just so that they have somebody that people can go through. If if you have Stokely or if you had somebody that was a mouthpiece. And you stuck them with somebody who couldn't talk or was just getting there. And you put them around that person long enough and you told them, learn from this guy and then you move on. Like, you have to do that. And it doesn't seem like anybody's 
they're learning just enough. Because it used to be in the business, what, it'd be seven, ten years before you before you got off the indie circuit? Yeah. And then you were you were just making like jobber shows. And now you got guys who are stepping a year or two years out of training. Yeah. And yeah. on TV. And so that's that's a big that's that's a big difference because there's a lot of learning to do. There's another decade plus of learning that needs to be done just to get good. Not great, just good. Good. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There are a lot of guys in WWE that that were like you even look at like Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn now is much better than Billy Gunn in the Attitude Era. And he's yes. like 60. <laughs> he just works better. <laughs> plus he plus he works harder. He works harder. Like, I know, yeah. I know, Menders. I know you got heat with Billy, but yeah, he's yeah, a, he's Billy. like a brick shit house. He is, <laughs> he is. But I got heat with Billy. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going Please. into the story. It ain't happening. No, we won't get into this. We won't go into the story. But yeah, the thing to remember with a lot of these young talent, like not everybody's going to be an MJF where they're just a natural mm-hmm. on the microphone. Like some of these guys, you can really tell when, and we talked about this a little bit. We talked about uh, NXT 2.0 in the last episode. A lot of these guys are still so green that they're they're learning on on the fly, as opposed to 20 years ago. Yeah. I when mean, you I... got like a you got like a punk and a cabana and a hero going all over the Indies and learning from everybody. Yeah, I, and they're I not of, getting that chance now. I kind of, I've kind of made peace with the whole NXT thing that they're they are learning and there are some people coming out of it but I just uh there's some they're there it's not as bad but I think they have culled that herd a little bit in NXT since Triple H came back and mm-hmm. a lot of the super green talent is no longer there. Yes. Yeah. Or they're not. Or they're back at, back in the PC working more. Yeah, but, they're working, yeah. not off. Yeah, yeah, not on TV. Or they're not well, getting pushed as into like this. Like some of those, some of the girls they had out there looked like they had barely got out of train, <laughs> and they were hurting each other. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. booting each other in the face. But they've they've really solidified that women's division by getting cutting the fat so to speak you know mm-hmm. so the girls they got now are kicking ass every yeah. week i mean i we're not watching right now obviously but it's because the show starts in five minutes i say it hasn't started yet mark <laughs> right i mean the royal not we you know right if that makes any sense i follow but, you uh, yeah i got you uh Dwayne made a comment he said i guess i don't miss much on impact i'm gonna say this about impact just to just to close that up in ring, I think it's the best in ring product on TV right now. Like as far as like pure wrestling goes, because I I think it's better. Like just for the talent they got, they got the Machine Guns, they got Josh Alexander, they got Bully Tommy, uh, Rich Swan is doing good work. Moose is always good. But yeah, the only thing that bugs me, and I watch every week. I I get it on. I watch it on the YouTube because I don't get access to TV. But the only thing that bothers me is when they do the over the top dramatic stuff in the back like 
whether it's when they shot Johnny Bravo or they stabbed Eric Young or they killed the bunny or they, like you mentioned when James Mitchell drug Rosemary into Hades and all this. It's just, it's too much. Come on. Yeah. That's when I miss like old TNA, like from like 2005, 2006. Dude, TNA used to be really good. Yeah. Like it used to be super good. Like, oh yeah. Back, back when Joe was just a little flit of a thing. (laughs) He, he he was he was he was half a Samoan. comparatively. Yeah. like he was. It was crazy when you see those old matches. Yeah, but like AJ was good. All those guys were so good. And like when Christian was there, yeah, he was right in the prime of his career. He was doing great work. The whole thing with him and AJ together, that was just beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm glad. Yeah, I just. To to this day, the best three way match I've ever seen is that AJ Daniels Joe match from 05. That yeah, was really good. It was first time the X Division belt ever main evented the pay per view. But there was I that was thing. I was actually watching that today. Oh, that yeah? exact match. Yep. <laughs> Small world. Mm-hmm. And also, I liked AJ and Daniels as a tag team back in, I think it was 06 when they were the NWA tag champs. At the, but every week I, I could talk about TNA for hours. We could do a whole episode on TNA if we wanted to, which we may eventually. But uh, let's get kind of wow, we've spent like an hour talking about pretty much one topic for the most yeah. part, which I was kind of hoping for because that was that was a hot issue I wanted to get into. We didn't even but, talk about Sammy and Rome. <laughs> well, we're, get, we're getting we're getting oh, we're gonna there. get there. I have a feeling. No, we're getting into we're getting into elimination chamber here. Uh, Menders, I know you weren't sure if you were going to have time to watch it. Did I did. I watched it. I got it watched. Okay. All right. Uh, opinions on the uh, show? I'll, well, first off, I'm going to say this: the uh, there wasn't a bad match on the show, but I was a little disappointed in that. <laughs> Sorry. Does it rhyme with Schmuck Schmesner and Schmabby Schmesner? <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> There's, and I like but, cause fights. <laughs> yeah, but the uh, women's chamber match I thought went was too quick, like too fast. Like they rushed it. I thought I, I can't, for yeah. what it was. I, it didn't bother me. It's, I mean, I you knew the, you had the men's coming up later. Mm-hmm. Oscar was the easy pick to win. I think she was well, the no brainer. Dude. Watching Oscar right now is it's, she's like painting a masterpiece to me anyway. Like I, I was a big Kana fan, but everything she's doing right now is little stuff. Like mm-hmm. it, the way she moves, even when she's like not in full Kana mode, it's just a little bit different. I mean, it's kind of your, it's kind of Muda esque, uh, kind bit. of Chijiri a little bit, but not quite. It's yeah. it's kind of twitchy, but like the whole like thing the. The segment with her and Bianca Belair on Raw, where she's just in the ring and Bianca's being Bianca, and then she just like starts coughing up like blue the mist, blue mm-hmm. mist, and like the look, like I give Bianca full credit, like the look on her face was priceless, <laughs> like it it, it it was sold because it wasn't like she wasn't shocked, she was just like I have no idea what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. And you've never I've never seen her flustered. And it was a flustered look, but yeah. like, but Oscar right now, like everything she's doing and the way she's moving in the ring reminds me nothing of her from even the last like three years. 
Yeah. Like everything she's do- doing right now is so deliberate, so, has so much snap on it. Everything. And what do you think if, of the new submission hold? I mean, it's the, the shoulder. <laughs> I, I've always been a fan of the rings of Saturn because if you're, to oh, me, yeah. if you're going to put somebody in submission hold, make sure they're not getting out of it. Right. Like, I don't want you crawling to the ropes. And the rings yep. of Saturn, it was real hard to get anywhere in that because you didn't have arms. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the, the, the new Oscar lock, I've never been a fan of. And I know it's sacrilegious because it's it's wrestling royalties finishers of cobra clutches or crossface chicken wings. Because while I know they are actually effective in real life, they hardly ever look good. <laughs> yeah. And like same thing with sleeper holds. Like sleepers, I know they're effective. I've been put out by a sleeper. I've been put out by a camel clutch. <laughs> I know they work. <laughs> But, like, they're just kind of boring. Yeah. So if you're going to do a submission hold, I want it to look like something. And at least Asuka's new one, like, definitely, it looks like it's it's painful, at least. And I know that's why Rousey, I think she changed her arm bar to, like, twisting the elbow. Yeah. But in reality, that makes it hurt less. Yeah. Because the way she... They probably told her to because they're afraid that she's going to be too stiff in the ring. Yeah, you hey, don't want I'll tell you what her. she she sold that DDT on the apron like a freaking champ on Friday. Oh, that was, I I liked it. Uh, that's a little I, that's that's a little steep, Dwayne. A uh, little steep. Yeah, like I, said, I like Oscar, but come on, I I Mudo's <laughs> Mudo. So mm-hmm. uh, last match today, Mudo lost to Naito in his farewell match today. I thought his I thought Saw his that. farewell match was a six man, but that was his last match as the Great Muda. Oh, his la- this was his last match as Keiji Muto. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he had like he had like six last matches. He had the last match at the Tokyo Dome. His last match is the Great Muda. His last match for Noah. His last match for New Japan. His last match with. So was know, this his last match? Last match. This is he's done after this. This is his last last match. <laughs> and he even got he even had Chono tap him out after the match. Oh really? Oh wow. Like he, he called Chono in the ring, and Chono put him in the STF, and he tapped out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just... I did see that. Hello, bye Chono. Bye. <laughs> oh, the Muda. As bye much bye. as I love Muda, out of all those original, well, not original, but the that New Japan guy, the New Japan group from when I started watching, Chono was my favorite. Especially Chono. NWO Chono. But Kobashi's still the best. Uh, Dwayne yeah, says we got ripped off with Brock and Bobby. Uh, I don't agree with that. I do think that there's more business to be done there. I, I don't which want makes me. There. I don't, I don't want, want there, to, there be. to be any more. Business. The only way I want there to be more business is if they have them in the fight pit. That's all yeah. I want. I don't want it's another regular match with those two. I, I wanted Lesnar versus Gunter at at Mania. At least that would have been something. You're probably going to get. I don't know why you're going to get Bray Wyatt versus Bobby Lashley at Mania, but that seems to be the way we're going because that's what we're doing, I guess. Yeah, they kind of, uh, they yeah, they threw a like a real surprise at just having uh, Omos challenge. Oh, sorry, Omos, my bad. Yeah, you're good. (laughs) Which I kind of get why they're going that direction, just because for the sheer attraction aspect of it. 
It's like the it's like the oldest trick in Vince's playbook. Just put the giant in the ring with the big strong guy. See if he can. But, but they've already stand. had everybody beat the giant like nine <laughs> times. <laughs> they've big showed him. <laughs> they've just not everybody. I think pretty much. Really? <laughs> a lot. Uh, of people. I, don't know about, I don't know about that. But the, he's still a big motherfucker, and it's not. And I think the attraction is if Brock and it, nobody hits their finish on him. That's the thing, except for oh, Strowman, well. maybe. Lesnar will Lesnar will come in and they'll look at each other and then he'll pick him up and F five him and then it'll be over and then probably but that's well, all you need yeah, out of Brock. All you want from Brock is a five minute match. Lesnar has stuff to do, I guess, like tanning meat. It's almost hunting tanning. season up in Canada, you know. <laughs> yeah, I that that match I it didn't even hold my interest. Uh, I kind of, I kind of spaced out for that one too. But uh, that was really the only real downer on the show. Uh, I I know that if what if it was Dakota Kai wasn't hurt, that was supposed to be uh, Lita and Trish Stratus versus Dakota Kai and Io Sky at Elimination Chamber. I hadn't but, heard that. Yeah, but Dakota Kai has been hurt. Yeah. I know they're supposed to go up against like it's Becky and Lita. And... Becky and Lita. But I thought it was supposed to be Baszler and Rousey at Mania. I think I think that's Mania. I think they're doing Becky and Lita like next week or the week after. Yeah. So I but, think they're probably going to do some sort of a multi-team fiasco tag match at I, Mania. I probably. thought I thought Chamber was better than it than it should have been in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. There was I agree with that. There were some the men's match was had some pretty crazy yeah. spots. I saw Montez Nargin. Ford. I saw Nargin here, the, like, and talking about Mont- Montez Ford. Montez Ford yep, was, the, uh, was a, became a made man at yeah. Elimination Chamber. That dude was yeah. everything he did was correct. And then he, yes. when he sold, when he had to sell, yeah, at the end. So Jake, not Jake or Logan, Logan, Logan. Oh, doesn't yeah. matter. It yeah. doesn't matter. They're no. same dude. Nargin, <laughs> I'm taking the under on this one, buddy. You say three years or less. I'm going to stay less than three. Yeah, he's he he needs a title here soon, and yeah, I don't know why was... they haven't been tag champs. At the... He needs to get rid of Dawkins. So I think Dawkins is talk... bad for him, but I don't like Dawkins. I I think they need to split off. I think Dawkins needs to do his own thing, and Montez needs to do his thing. But he needs a belt, and so, he needs a run. Yeah, on busted open uh, yesterday, they were talking about. Uh, Montez and how we need they need to split up the team. Uh, Bully had the idea where they should have Dawkins be the one to turn on Tez, just so he's got something to work with, so he's not just genetted outright by Montez. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like how yeah. JC how how JC wiped out Gigi because you would have thought it'd be the other way around. You know what? You know what? It, it's it's going to this is going to sound like Vince booking because it's. Hey, black guy, insert other black guys here. But I Dawkins think it would work. Business? No, Dawkins <laughs> with Dawkins with um, the with Top Dollar and Oh, geez, no, no, but, no, no, no. But Dawkins Euro. can't rap. No, but you have him come in <laughs> no. and say none of this stuff you're doing is working, and you retool that faction. Teach, teach Top Dollar how to do a dive. Well, teach them how to do something. 
Michael Cole is making fun of them. You, yeah, they're there's very no in saving. top dollar on that show. Top dollar but, is done. But if you want to save him at all, that's the way to do it. You gotta you bring him in, and then he he retools the entire faction. So he's the new swerve. Because yeah, that's who he was. Yeah, he'd be the new swerve. He does have more charisma swerve. than the rest of the team. <laughs> well, he he's got a pedigree at least. Well, you know, he's won championships. Yeah. He's yeah been a top tag champion. Those other three have done nothing. Literally. Yeah, Except for rap poorly. Yes. <laughs> and try to kill still, themselves. Yeah. Beef Ab is still green as goose shit, so she has no function. That's how to just run in her mouth. So yeah. I, yeah. I yeah, I always feel bad because I was actually back in the day a big Marty Gennetti fan. Because yeah. to me, like when they were a team, Gennetti was the superior talent. Yeah. Marty Michaels had the pretty a- hair. Marty Janetti was a better worker. I don't care who yeah. wants to come after me. Janetti was a superior worker to Shawn Michaels. But, man, Michaels was pretty. <laughs> so. He was a very pretty man back in the day. But, well, I mean, to, With but the, to the me, feathered hair and... A mullet. Yeah. It was great. Hey, <laughs> Shawn Michaels... He had, the per- he had the best mullet in wrestling for a long time. To me, yeah, Shawn Michaels didn't become great until he came back. I would and agree with that. He was fantastic after he came back. Because he, he learned. Was, he learned he how learned. to... He learned. He, well, he also knew he couldn't do everything he used to do. He right. slowed down a little bit. He also mm-hmm. didn't go about every day trying to upset somebody. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, like... A little too heavy on the chops. Uh, <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. But, uh, but yeah, he was definitely working a lot smarter. And the, the matches were better. I mean, yeah, yeah, he had like good matches with Razor and with Marty at the Rumble and all that. But as far as like five star matches, he didn't have a lot of them in his first run. Yeah, I mean, he was he was always got credit for being hella athletic and taking good bumps and all that stuff. But that's why he got a broken back. Yeah. So. Okay. No, but, but Montez Ford probably like besides. Besides me now having more respect for Roman just as a work, not a worker, but ability to work the crowd, like he did great. He was a master, was masterful on Saturday. Um, just the way he was talking to Sammy's family, way yeah. he was mumbling to himself, the way he was just pacing around, the way they slowed it down. They mm-hmm. slowed it down. And allowed it to eat. And it was yeah. great. But Montez Ford's probably, to me, was the shining star of like the whole thing. He was just... I, I agree with that. He just did everything right. Yeah. And, uh, so, I got a question for you guys. Okay. One, of the, one of the things... You know, I've got my boys. And we, we have our own yeah. little chat. So, we were talking yeah. about it. And one of my friends seems to think that he thought since... Um, Beth and Edge won that it made Rhea look weak. Now, I, on the other hand, I don't think it made her look weak. She didn't eat the pin. So I think she still looks, I think she still looks strong. I mean, I see where he was coming from because she took the Glamazon out on, or uh, Rhea took the Glamazon out on the mat or at the, on the side. That was Dominic's fault. Yeah, it's always Dominic's (laughs) fault. But 
I didn't think it made Rhea look weak. I, no. well, I considering but, like they were just beating the mess out of each other in the ring, like oh, those. Yeah. I mean, right at first there was a little bit of rust, but like then they started just clotheslining each other. Yeah. It remind it did remind me because man, I love the uh, Bull Nakano. Yeah, that was so cool. Face paint. And, yeah. But then they started just clotheslining each other. I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, yes. <laughs> Joshi. <yeah. laughs> and that's yeah, kind Beth? of setting up. If Beth wants another run, there you go. Go after Rhea. Yeah. I'm, I'm almost thinking, I don't think they're going to do it. And I don't know why they wouldn't right now, because it would be a hot match that you they make it Charlotte versus Beth versus Rhea in a three-way. Just because... Finn is still coming after Edge. And yeah, they I got see, something coming. I could see I think we're getting like a demon. I think I Probably think it, Hell in a Cell too, I think is yeah. what they're saying. I was, I'm thinking Rhea is she's I mean, she's still in judgment day. Yeah. So she's still gonna be running her mouth. I think right. Beth's gonna say something about it, and I think she it wouldn't make sense to get her inserted. And she doesn't, man, it would be not. She was so good. Mm -hmm. And she get, and she used to get three minutes to be so good. Yeah. And it's ridiculous. Like, and she can still work. I know she's probably not got like a ton of matches left, but her pump cards filling up a little bit. Her pump cards probably filling up, but man, give her a few months just with the title. You could have Rhea beat her. And beat her clean. And then, you know, you could have, or you could have her beat her dirty. It doesn't matter, but I would have her beat her clean. Yeah. And then have that, then Rhea can make her way out of Judgment Day. Right. And be on her own and be her I own think, entity. She's, she's, I think over that's starting now. I think that's why they had her go after the SmackDown belt to kind of separate her yeah. a little bit. But, uh, what I would do, I would have, I would keep it one on one, Rhea and Charlotte. I have Rhea win, and then I have Rhea do the loop with Beth in singles. Mm-hmm. Well, if Beth, we've never gotten that one on one match with those two. See, if Beth was willing, if Beth was willing to do a few, I would have it, you know, be a few pay per views. You know, Beth taking the, and then finally winning, winning the one, and then. Have her doing a a little bit of a run, and then you you could drop it back to Rhea. Yeah, or you I'd could drop it to somebody else. Yeah, but I just I, it's I don't I rarely say somebody deserves something, but I I think Beth deserves, and she's that's not like she's bad. No, she's Beth Phoenix. She's still really good. It's she's not better like she's than most of the girls day. on the roster. She can yeah. talk. She can talk better. She can move better. It she looks she, better. She looks yeah. better. Like. So just yeah. But what and do you do with Charlotte like, then? I don't care. Charlotte <laughs> Stefan. Charlotte is bulletproof. She can do whatever she wants. You could have fine. her you could have her and Rhea feud. Like no, put her back on Raw. Put her on Raw. I don't yeah. You could I, have her I do know. I think this is what we came to like last time. That we're oh well at least I did. Like their trouble is right now. They don't have any idea what to do with you in the women's division if you're not going for a title. Yeah. No. You become invisible. Like yep. what happened to Aaliyah? I think she was kind of Vince's girl, 
but she's gone now. Yeah, I think, yeah she I just think disappeared. She's just disappeared. Um, you have, and you have uh, a bunch of girls that just aren't doing anything. And and why is Natalia not doing? Natalia's not bad. <laughs> she's never <laughs> been a bad worker. She's never had a bad match. It's ridiculous that she gets nothing. But she doesn't even get a good storyline. Hmm. Uh, she doesn't get anything. Like she had the titles with uh Basler? Uh no. Well, uh, Tamina. 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 Yeah. And that was a good run. People are always over for Natty. But they don't do anything. You have a three-hour RAW, and you can't figure out what to do with. Well, that is on SmackDown. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> any of the women, you don't you see them like one or two things, and that's it. You you see a like a ding dong hello or yeah. whatever, and Bailey's too good to be used. Yeah, as a mouthpiece. She, as a although. Mouth. Although I was digging the music at the start of Ding Dong Hello. Yeah. <laughs> but of course you it sounds like it sounds like they might be uh, pushing for Lita and Becky at uh, Mania. Maybe. But uh, I don't I don't think she's hurt. It's just I think they just Well, it might think... be Bailey and Lita at this point. Becky. Becky and Lita. Right? You think, you think Becky and Lita again? No, no, no. It's going to be Bailey and Lita at Mania. Oh. Oh, one-on-one? On one? Uh, I think probably. so. Probably. Oh. That or, that they've also thrown around the idea of a six-man with damage control against Becky, Lita, and Trish, which I'd be fine with. Yeah, yeah that, was, that would be better. <laughs> that would be... Because Lita was, Trish always, was... Lita was always sloppy. Yes. <laughs> She's going to kill herself. Yeah. <laughs> I guess Trish was in the building in... Uh, I think... Either the pay per view or yesterday, she was there, but they just they didn't have a segment for her. Yeah, like it, they would, it would be good. It would be that way. I think they had an idea, but they cut it. No, I think. it's like it was just ding dong hello. It could have been on there. Yeah, they could, but I think also it doesn't help that Dakota's still hurt. If mm. Dakota was was up and abound, then I think they would have done it. But again, I'm not one to. Uh, nitpick who well here's the here's the bad thing though i was trying to remember what all was on elimination chamber besides sammy roman and the chambers there's only, there's only five matches there's only five matches yeah. it was the it was edge and oh Beth yeah versus right. finn and Rhea, and then two chambers rock and bobby, bobby and, and, yeah. and roman and sammy yeah that was it so yeah it wasn't roman and sammy was everything it should have been yeah I, I like, knew I knew how the interaction was going to go on Monday between Sammy and Owens, and that's it's how it should go. Slow burn. It, it, mm-hmm. it is a weird. I figured though they would just have Jay just go completely heal and completely turn on Sammy there. Oh, they got to let it percolate. But I don't. It's it's this kind of weird. I, I I don't know. They only have so many weeks to let it percolate. They got five weeks. Well, it's, uh, it's nice to know, though, that the Usos can travel out of the country, though. Well, yeah, that is good to know. I, I began surprised. to wonder, yeah. I was genuinely surprised that they were both there. I thought Jay would be there, but I didn't think Jimmy was going to be able to get in. Yeah. Well, old Jimbo. <laughs> He's got stuff. 
<laughs> so sounds like WrestleMania is starting to shape up a little bit. Uh, I mean, we're going to get Cody and Roman, obviously. Sounds like Seth and Logan Paul. Uh, for some damn reason, Brock and Omos. But, you know, it is what it is. Well, you and have Bobby and... Uh, you have eight. You have eight to ten hours of show to fill up. This is true. This is true. There's uh, probably going to be like a snow cone vendor versus a hot dog vendor. At some that's point. the pre-show. That's the. <laughs> but there's always going to be the guy. They're going to have some god awful musical performance on that show. Uh, they'll have uh, they'll have the Hall of Fame guys come out. That's true. Uh, but. I, I'm still waiting to hear, and I guess Dom's going to be at SmackDown because Rhea's uh, going to confront Charlotte. I think that's where they start to build for him and Ray as mm-hmm. Mania. And I'm still saying it. I want a mask versus hair match. <laughs> it's Lucha tradition. That's how you, that's how you end a, a blood feud in Lucha Libre. And I want to see Dom win and Ray lose the mask. Just because, damn it, it's been 20 years. He should not have had that mask on in the first place. <laughs> I want to see Although Dom I still think, ask him. I think my yeah. wife would like to see Dom shed his uh, glorious mullet, though. I still want Dom to say that Eddie or that uh, Ray's not his father, but yeah, I'm surprised I'm he didn't that route. For it. I'm still holding out for it. Well, I don't know. I I don't know if if well, I think Vicky's still probably with AEW, but man, that she, would, is. Yeah, she is. That'd be good. If There's Vicky, a couple of instances if where threw, AEW talent they, coming over would work. If they threw Tony enough money, man, that would be so good to just have Vicky Guerrero come out and just be like, Ray, you don't need to be upset about Dom. We both know whose kid he really is. <laughs> <laughs> and then she could, just, she could just cradle his head and says, I'm your stepmommy. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds creepy when you say that sounds it. sounds real creepy. Well, it was. It would be more shrill, but just as creepy yeah. if it was Vicky. <laughs> speaking, speaking, speaking of AEW guys, that would be great that they could bring over for Mania season. I would love it if they could figure out a way to bring Dustin in on this Cody Roman feud. Yeah. Because well, when's Co- his Dustin's, contract up? I'm not sure, but I think Dustin's kayfabing with Heyman on Twitter. Oh. Yeah. Well, the forbidden door is the forbidden door. That's true, and I know Tony said, and Triple H said because they both said they're willing to work together, but then there was this whole contract tampering story that broke a few weeks ago, so I don't know where that stands right now. Yeah. Get Aero Hawani on it. Kayfabe, brother. Kayfabe. Kayfabe. <laughs> Protect the business. Yep. Protect it. Uh, all right. But that so would th- be good, like, because, oh, that was, good. That was the other thing I was going to say. The... Cody is Cody and Heyman, like the the way they're bouncing off each other, good stuff. Very good, mm-hmm. awesome. Okay. And the way Cody ended that with "Don't send that, don't send, don't send him again, yeah, don't send that man again." <laughs> I I just I I want Heyman to come out, and you know, when people give him stunners and stuff. I want it to just be, I want there to be a cowbell and a bull rope involved in public. <laughs> And I want Heyman to get color, and that's 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 how I want like the big like because then you take that away from Roman, you take that wise man that mouthpiece, right, mm-hmm. right, right, and maybe you get him back right before Mania, but he you have him be gun shy, yeah, and but I want it just be Cody 
comes completely unglued. And of course, Roman's not there. He's never there. Why is he there? You know, he's why would he be there? He's only the double champion. Contracts, baby. <laughs> Don't hate the play. I hate the game. Got, <laughs> a sweet contract. <laughs> yes, yes. But yeah, and also like, I I I did enjoy I Heyman want. with the I, neck brace I just, though. Yeah, I but I just want Cody to absolutely come unglued on him. Yeah. And just not stop. And and I would love it if people started to come out to try to pull him off and then you had like Owens and Zane just beating people so Cody could just keep beating on Heyman. Right. That would be my like dream scenario because That's... for years it's just been like Heyman running his mouth and every once in a while he'll take a punch or a stunner. Yeah. But it, it there needs to be a statement sent and a real real chink in the armor would be Heyman just being gone. And then Roman yeah. having to do dirty work and then of course Jay is kind of MIA. And then you could just have Owens and Zayn say they're going to go after the tag titles. And, you know, at the end of that, that match, you could have Jay just walk out on Jimmy or you could have him just not follow through the next night with Roman. And then, of course, Heyman's like, you know, on crutches or whatever. And to me, that's how you do it. Because otherwise, it's just kind of like, You've built Roman up so much that there has to be something. You yeah. can't just have it be like, oh, well, Cody's just tough enough. Well, you had all these other dudes like that were pretty tough. And yeah. and Cody was just can't not you can't just say Cody was just better than everybody else. So he, yeah. there needs to be a reason. And if his family's in disarray, but I don't want to see Roman with a cold, let alone a title, for a long time after this. Like, <laughs> I, I, I think he needs a cool off period. Nah, I yeah, I'd agree with that. Those the scenario you, you just laid out, Gary, that screams mid south wrestling to me. Should think, think back to <laughs> think back to when Eddie, Bill Watts would beat the crap out of like Eddie Gilbert, and then when Hot Stuff International comes down, then you got like Doc and DiBiase and Duggan out there fighting them off. To this day, the greatest call I ever heard Jim Ross make was, wasn't was in WWF. It wasn't Mick Foley off the cell. It was when the Russians and Eddie Gilbert whacked Bill Watts in the face with a shovel and covered him with the Russian flag. In 1985, in Oklahoma. Was it the Canadian Russians covering them with Russian it was, flag? It was, it was Ivan, Nikita, and Korolenko, who was like the Mid-South Russian guy. Yeah. So, to... One Canadian and one Mid South, Can- and one Minnesotan. Minnesota. and one Minnesotan, and one Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, this was after Crusher Dar show was gone, and that, and the and Volkov was gone. Yeah, but uh, but no, that was. I may have to post a link to that. Just Jim Ross was losing. It. Michael Hayes was on color, just stirring the pot. It was... Oh, it's. I mean, yeah. I mean, now most of your the guys that they say are from like. Punjab, India, or from like Canada, Toronto. (laughs) Well, there's a there is a big Indian population in Canada. Yeah, but I mean, Canada is still. Holly, my 
no, I'm sorry. Veer, I think, and Sangha are the only like authentic like native Indian wrestlers on the roster yeah. right now. Yep, also great pitchers. <laughs> well, Veer was. Million dollar arms. That's right. <laughs> I think that's what they call his lariat now, because he throws it with his left arm. They call it the million dollar arm. Which they should have done from the beginning. Yeah. Bring John that, Ham out. That's one that never really it. did anything that they build up really big. Veer, I think he's Veer. the best body can be in. Putting him back with Sanga again. Because I, they were a tight team before they got signed. And they're a really good team. They look alike. They work alike. And I'm just waiting for them to get to the tag belts off of uh, Gallus. Well, yeah, but how long did they push Veer coming to Raw? Well, uh, that was Vince, though. That was Vince. Terrible. <laughs> well, that was Vince. Vince, Vince doing Vince I things. Know. Well, it's I know. It's unfortunate that every promotion at some point, and it's horrible when you think about it. But it's also wrestling, so of course it's horrible. Right. That there, there's always like we need an Indian guy. Why do you? Because there's a big market. Right. There's a you big. Know, there's a big Indian market, and there's and a market like, now to bring back the Russian heel. Yeah, T, TNA, <laughs> TNA was constantly going after India, and now you got yep. Jeff Jarrett, and so of course he's aligned with the big, right. you know, Sanjay you have, Dutt, you know, you Sanjay, and then the big uh, Indian basketball player guy, uh, the guy you could sit in his ears. Yeah, those ears are huge. But it's unfortunate because I mean that's why. That's why they, they were they every once in a while they push them and then you see it correlate with when they're about to do a, a tour or they're about to have a TV deal, and it's it's horrible because there are good talent. Very ta- Sanjay Dutt was incredible. Yes. Very um, good. Oh, uh, yep. Sean was it Sean Chicago? Davari. Sean Davari, really good. Yeah. Like there has been a lot of but. Man, if it's not just one stereotype, it's you're an Arab. You're just you're you're a guy who wears a, a turban. They can't all be the Iron Sheik, my friend. You can't all be the Iron <laughs> Sheik. No. Oh, Sheiky. I still wish he would have followed through and run for mayor of Toronto against Rob Ford. <laughs> That's for the debates alone. You got a coked up Toronto guy and then the Iron Sheik in a debate. They can't speak he, English. Yeah. <laughs> he can, but it's very broken and very, very entertaining. Broken. Yes. It would just be a uh, bunch of cussing out Hulk Hogan. <laughs> call, call him a jab- jabroni. <laughs> just make. I still, I still love just that, talking about making the other mayor humble. <laughs> just like, break, break your back and make you humble. I love that for a good thirty years, all he would talk about was breaking B. Brian Blair's back and making him humble, and then finally he re- he realized he was meant to be talking about Jim Brunzel the whole time. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, oh, I mean, it's the masks. They had I the mean, masks on. You can't tell. Who has killer bees. Who hasn't made that mistake? That's very true. <laughs> All right. So I think it's time to move on. Uh, real quick, I want to say a couple things about uh, the New Japan show. We won't get too much into it. I know you guys didn't watch. Uh, Jay White lost to Kingston, which means he is done with New Japan. And we don't know where he's going. He might be going to AEW, maybe going to WWE. Uh, so we're we'll waiting to see what happens with that. And uh, Mercedes, number one on the pre- on the like the build up video before her match, they cut out her promo 
They didn't <laughs> I show, wonder why. They, they didn't show her hitting her finish on Kyrie because it looked like they cut all the bad stuff out of there. So they made her look like, like a million bucks. Her music is awful. It's, I mean, yeah. ugh, I'm type, I want to throw up. Uh, the entrance was a little over the top. The match was really good uh, with those two. Uh, she hit the finish properly when oh, she got good. the pin. Uh, Kyrie looked awesome. Uh, Sasha, I call it, I'm still calling her Sasha. Mercedes was good. Uh, sounds like she might be angling to team up with Okada in Mexico, maybe, in a mixed tag team division. And... Uh, then, yeah, Okada and Tanahashi for the millionth time in the main event for the title. I think it was, I think they were saying it might be Tana's last shot at Okada. But after that, then Okada wants to form a tag team with Tanahashi, go after the tag titles. So I think that's coming up. They're going to go after uh, Goto and Yoshihashi in Japan. Oh, my God. Just give because Tana, why not? Just give, Tana, just give Tanahashi, like, the U.S. or the never open weight. He had both of them in the last, like, year. Yeah, just do it again. Might as well. I think they want to get Okada the tag belts once in his lifetime. Oh, why not? <laughs> I am so... Yeah. Oh, Okada is the Roman Reigns of New Japan. I, am, <laughs> like, I, right? I, I appreciate his talent. I am not a fan of Okada. Uh, I, I get it. He's, like, super he's handsome. He's pretty. Super <laughs> athletic. But, man, I there are guys... Like, Make it rain. I, like, Naito? Is I so yeah. much better <laughs> all the way what? around. Like so good, and then you got guys. Uh, well, you got Shibata. Shingo. You got Shingo. Shibata's you... kind of off the. He's just training guys now in the dojo. Well, he works matches again, right? Some every now and then, but not full time. Okay, I, you I got, thought he you was got kind of back. Uh, kinda, but he's not wrestling a full schedule. Uh, Kenta's still there, you know. They got a, they've got an embarrassment of riches as far as talent over there. Well, you got the guys from the Bullet Club that are still there. I don't know who's left, but uh, well, the Tongans are out. They're they're still there, but they're not in Bullet Club anymore. Uh, they still got Fale. Still got Chase Owens, uh, Evil Kenta, uh, Juice Robinson. So, I mean, it's not exactly the force that they once were. Yeah, but I still I still like the Bullet Club, but uh, I'll tell you who I would put the IWGP belt on if it's not Shingo, who was my usual pick. I put it on Archer. Let's let him just run through everybody. For yeah, a good for a good year. There hasn't been a good Scott Norton esque run in a while. No, Suzuki's a babyface now. Did you know that? What? They they disbanded Suzuki Gun after Wrestle Kingdom, and now he Desperado and uh, fucking what's his name? Red Shoes' son, uh, not Umino, but the other young boy or the six man tag champs right now. Ba- baby shoes? <laughs> <laughs> well, technically he's black shoes. He wears black boots. But oh. sorry, All I right. can't help you on this one, Mark. I don't no, watch much. It'll it'll come to me, and I'll kick myself. How, how do you turn Suzuki? How is he? He, he should always be a heel. I know. He's a natural Because he's heel. evil. He's he, a... Yeah. He's my favorite guy in New Japan. He's he's basically like Voldemort. He's, he's, a, fi- he's a final boss. <laughs> yeah, he's, just... he's Tatanga for all you Super Mario Land fans yeah. on the Game Boy. There my brother go. will pop. My brother will pop when he hears that one. 
Yeah, I will. <laughs> uh, all right. So, so I kind of got my thoughts out on New Japan. Let's move on because I'm actually really proud of myself. Um, I may have gotten a little carried away with the production uh, value of this show, Gary. Because, uh -oh. <laughs> uh, so you know what it's time for. Too much. <laughs> Something new. I'm really proud of myself for that one. Uh, but yes, it is time for the JTR Hall of Fame. I'm I'm perpetually glad that Stacy loves you so much. You know what? I she is a saint. I, she puts up with me every every day. I I just. As I say my prayers in the morning, I say thank you, Lord, that Mark, Mark, Mark found Stacy, and she <laughs> she puts up with him every single day. You don't know the half of it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, jumping the Red Hall of Fame as usual, and I don't know if Narge is still in the uh, in the thread here, but he will not be happy with me. Uh oh, you're in big trouble, huh? I'm going to be in big trouble because our inductee is not Hulk Hogan. Oh, darn. For the we, don't in, we don't inject, induct cheaters. <laughs> well, you know, he is a heel. I'll induct Hollywood. I don't know if I'll induct Hulk. Yeah, yeah not Hulk. <laughs> but, uh, but no, our inductee is Hulk Hogan's Mega Powers tag team partner. <laughs> the Macho Man. I thought you would. Oh, I. You didn't, so you. Didn't put the, I didn't try. You didn't put the Poffos in. Oh, oh Lanny wasn't around to uh, to request it. Well, you know, yeah, no, you know, that's the, why I'm surprised you didn't throw him in there. <laughs> no, I think Lanny deserves a, a solo induction at some point. Maybe you'll have. Uh, even, I'll compose even, a poem for the occasion, even. Oh, oh but he, he never. He was never solo in any promotion he was ever in, Mark. <laughs> If he wasn't if Randy wasn't there, he wasn't. It was Angelo. It was if it wasn't Randy it was Angelo, right? Yeah. But I'm not one to uh, to talk shit about it's bad luck to talk about the dead, but and I love Randy. But Randy was just he was I tell Stacy, Randy reminds me of if a Muppet was a pro wrestler. Because he kinda <laughs> he had that vibe to him with the voice and the mannerisms, the out, the outrageous attire, you know. Every once in a while, I go back and I just, I just watch Randy's promos, mm -hmm. and you always get to the cream of the crop, and there's nobody else. I mean, it should be silly. He's got little tiny creams that he's just pulling out yeah, of nowhere. He's pulling, yeah, he's little he's bandana put, wristbands or his bandana. He's putting on his head, but he's still intimidating while doing it, <laughs> and for some reason, it still works. And then the one where. He just got done. I think he's just got done wrestling. I want to say Flair. And he got uh, Mark's gone. I'm, I'm still there. He's still here. He just lost his video. And and I think Perfect and somebody else jumped Macho Man, and he's like hobbling. And he's got a <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you look good, and, Mark. You look good. And, he, and he's got Nothing. Elizabeth, and he's got Elizabeth with him. And he gets so mad at one point that he just tells Elizabeth she's got to go. He like kicks Elizabeth out. He's like, "Get on out of here!" He's just so mad. Like he just he has no like composure left at all. He, some some of his promos, even even the most wild ones, still weren't as bad as like Warriors. So like, but they, some of them got pretty crazy. But man, he was Mach was one of a kind. There was never nice. there has never been anybody remotely. Even Jay Lethal impersonating him <laughs> isn't anywhere near what Macho Man like. Macho's punches are still probably my favorite wrestling punches of all time. Like they just look so good. It looked like he was knocking people out every time he hit them. Mm-hmm. And which is crazy. Point at you first and then yeah. Like the guy who used to train, used to own Windy City Pro, mm-hmm. used to, uh, was friends with him, and they both punched the same way. And so my buddy Josh, like, learned how to punch like that. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> it's just, it just looks so good. But um, yeah, he was just, he's one of my favorite workers of all time. I know he had, like, some, he had some, uh, of course, he had, you're a wrestler. So, at this point, I just assume as a pro wrestler, you have demons because you kind of got to have something. Mm-hmm. You, you can't be a normal person and want to be a professional wrestler. Like, it's just not going to happen. Like, it's it's a career that's just not conducive to being normal. So, Hello, Gary, don't forget, he played baseball in the Cardinals organization, too. Yeah. Yeah. He was good. Well, yeah, you could. He had a really strong arm. Yeah, but, but he he couldn't. He wasn't hitting well. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be the guy <laughs> rounding third base coming into the plate with him uh, catching. No. <laughs> <laughs> Give you the dusty elbow on the way in. And, uh... But I yeah, know, no. Winters, what do you think Thursday? So the yeah, and the do sunglasses. it. Do it. Did you? Oh, and you need to have your Dallas shirt. I got it delivered this week. Yeah. The Dallas is my buddy shirt on. That'll be perfect. Because <laughs> the glare is kind of affecting me. I'm going to slide. No, this yeah. Off. No, I, this is a good one. Macho, Macho was always one of my favorite. Oh yeah. And I, I think I liked him more in WCW when he was just deflating people's lungs <laughs> and pile driving everybody because he was just. He just didn't care, and you could tell. You're talking NWO Savage? Uh, somewhere between NWO Savage and... Flair drove him insane, Savage? Uh, had had a bunch of random women, Savage. Oh, Team Madness. Ms. Team Medusa, Madness, Molly Madness. Holly, and Gorgeous George. Yeah, when he was just trying to kill Charles Robinson everywhere. <laughs> when he'd wear his Kangol hat and his Oakleys and yeah, like, the, sh- when... the shimmery shirt. When when little Nate was just shaking in his boots every single <laughs> oh, week. little Nate. Little Nate. That was now, I think marvelous. I fell in love with Randy when he had his Jake Roberts Randy Savage run in WWE oh, yeah. or F or whatever you call it. Because that was when angle. the when the Cobra yeah the Cobra angle. I know you like the Cobra. I do. <laughs> not those not those type of Cobras, but. <laughs> Yeah, that was 
That was, I think that that's something. part of the reason I'm terrified of snakes to this day. I'm not going to lie. Most dangerous man on the face of the planet. Well, yep, I mean, that's... what there's there's always Mania three too with him and Steamboat. Yeah, <sighs> so good. and and that match was just. It's still. I mean, people talk about it to this day, but it's probably still one of the more underrated matches. It's just solid all yeah. the way through. And Except for the finish. I hated the finish. With George? With, with George throwing him off the top rope. Yeah, I didn't get that. Yeah. Uh, old man sweater steel there. Trying to... <laughs> I love George. I do. Uh, yeah, I I'm a I love George Animal Steel. Well, come on. I love Ricky Steamboat didn't need the assist. You know? <laughs> but like, man, I he's also one of the more criminally like abused wrestlers just never had the title long enough, never got a real run. Like couldn't I and it was always Hogan that was <laughs> ugh, drove me nuts. Drove no. me nuts. <laughs> I got a feeling he knew. <laughs> <laughs> but on that subject, though, uh, did you prefer Randy with Elizabeth or with Sherry? Elizabeth. I say Sherry. I never understood Elizabeth because she never did anything. No, she was a liability. But... I bought into the whole love story. I'm a girl. Give me a break. Sherry, those nuts. Yes, yeah, she was. That's when she was scary, Sherry. Scary, Sherry. Yep. <laughs> and taking all the crazy bumps probably prolonged Savage's career because probably. she took some of the crazy bumps <laughs> that Savage wouldn't take. What was but the? Oh, oh, never mind. That wasn't with Savage. I was thinking of the match. It was Rick Martel and Shawn Michaels. And oh, when they couldn't punch each other in the face. Yeah, couldn't punch <laughs> each other in the face. <laughs> Classic. To this day, maybe my favorite SummerSlam match. <laughs> Just because it's so ridiculous. It's so and ridiculous. She, and she passes out, so they stop uh, fighting. But she's faking. Then you see her like lifting her head up yeah. and looking down the eye. <laughs> Marvelous. You know, for years I thought Rick and Sherry were related until I got to like middle school. And I realized <laughs> that Rick Martel was French-Canadian and Sherry's from like, Louisiana. <laughs> Man, it's wrestling. It's yeah. true. <laughs> All right, so Gary, start with you. Favorite Randy Savage match? If it's, I mean, besides WrestleMania three, just because I was a was and am a huge DDP mark, probably like Halloween Havoc, Savage versus Page, the blow okay. off, the blow off for the, their feud, the one where Page finally got the diamond cutter on him. Yeah. Okay. Well, if if I had to have like if I could take a feud, like or a storyline, it would be that story because that oh. was just a really good angle. Best best feud of his career. Uh, I love if maybe the best ma- <laughs> maybe the best part was Le- the Leparka cutter. Oh yes, where yes. Page dressed up like Leparka <laughs> and got the he, pin on Savage. He like, even did the dance in the ring too. Yes. So like yeah, that that was probably the best part because it was it made Paige and he didn't have to do it. No. And he 
wait to hear Paige talk about it, he still talks about it with super great respect because oh yeah, Savage decided when he was going to take the cutter, told him he was going to take it. He wasn't supposed to that night. No, and the house show it. wasn't. Yeah, it was a house show, and just thought it was time and yeah, and but that was the start of Paige having his ribs taped up and in the mm-hmm. whole like blue collar jeans. jeans and just fighting through injuries and, and that doesn't happen if if Randy Savage doesn't get do the honors for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He didn't have to because Paige was already an old dude. Savage could He was an old dude done. when he broke in. Yeah. yeah. He could have just told him now I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. Because that doesn't work for me, brother. There's a lot of guys in WCW at the time who just said that all the time. Yeah, not yep. that. Yep. <laughs> Savage would do business. I mean, it helps that his dad was a promoter. So the kind yeah. of yeah. Uh, Menders, how about you? Favorite Macho Man match? I, I'm going with WrestleMania. Which one? With three. Many with, three. with three. Okay. With <laughs> the, the one steamboat. he's known for. Yes. Okay. Steamboat and Savage. Okay. Yeah, that match is very close to perfect. But... The, the finish. I know. You don't so. like the finish. But... I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, if, if I had to pick a match, and I would agree with you, Gary, the Page feud was the best thing that happened to his career in the, like, at the tail end. If I had to pick a match, though, I got to go with the match with Hogan at WrestleMania five. Uh, I still think Macho should have won. Uh, if you, you go do. back in the archives, there's I have a pretty lengthy diatribe why Hogan was the heel in that whole scenario <laughs> but uh i won't I mean, rehash that that's that's a close second to me to matches that never should have went the way they went to uh rick rude versus ultimate warrior in the cage uh, why, yeah. why is rick rude losing the warrior in the cage yeah especially that's when awful rude had warrior down and he was on top of the cage he could have just gone out of the yeah. out of the floor even heenan was yelling at him he's like what the hell are you doing yeah. <laughs> But, uh, but yes, my mom did enjoy that match, though, when uh, Warrior pulled Root's pants down. I'm sure she did. <laughs> yeah, my brother and me, not so much. We were I was eight. So, <laughs> so yeah, there So there you have it. The Macho Man was our latest inductee. I'll have to find a way to get him into the video now. Uh, so congratulations in uh, memoriam, I guess, to the Macho Man. And uh, that means we have one more order of business. Stacy's heart. <laughs> Bless Stacy's heart. <laughs> I can see you judging me, Gary, <laughs> from your perch. That's a that's, that's a never ending thing, Mark. You know that's that's, oh, well, that's very true. Come on, I'm I'm getting the production down here. It's uh, professionalism, you know. But uh, <laughs> so yes, it is top ten Tuesday time and. Uh, it's kind of on the same lines as we were talking about the Pafos doing greatest brother combinations in wrestling. Not some of these are going to be tag teams. They aren't all tag teams, but 
I, I think it's it's a it's a worthwhile topic, and I think we can get through this. And Gary, I can see I can see you're getting a little tired, so I'll try to be quick. <laughs> he says up, as he drinks it. I've been up since five, and gonna be up again at five. So I yeah. hear you. I'm the so, me too. <laughs> I haven't had my nap today. Uh oh. It's true. All right, so we'll start with number ten. <laughs> Yeah. Harlem Heat, Booker T and Stevie Ray. Uh, they're low on here just because Stevie's accomplishments don't quite match up to what Booker did with all the all the world championships and whatnot. He was no fruit booty, though. Yes, he was not a fruit booty. <laughs> but, uh, but I was always a big Harlem Heat fan. I, I thought they were awesome. Uh, again, they had Sherry with them for a while. As a tag uh, team, I, they were really good. Stevie by yeah. himself was... Not so much. Not no. great. <laughs> but as a tag team, they I always I always thought they were good. I always I, uh, I, I love the match they had with the outsiders that Halloween had in '96 when uh, Holland Ash won the tag titles. It was just just really good, and it was you would have thought that Holland Ash would have just steamrolled them and not given anything up for them from all the stories, but they made it really really entertaining. And we had quite a, had a lot of hope spots in there too. So, well, there might have been a little bit more to that than just like Hall and Nash being super nice guys because um, Booker and Stevie weren't probably going to just be steamrolled. No, they're tough <laughs> they guys. were not tiny individuals, nor were they known for being pushovers. Even tippered. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think it was more of a. We better give these guys a good match because yeah. ain't there was it, it would have it could have gotten ugly because yeah what do they have to lose at that point if they were already losing the titles and I'll I'll put it this way Booker T called Hulk Hogan the N word and didn't get fired <laughs> sure did <laughs> all that, the pay per view oh that clip. <laughs> This, and you see Booker's, Sherry lose it. You see Booker as Booker's soon as he face, said it. He's like, oh, <laughs> can't say that. <laughs> nope. Oh, Booker. But, uh, but yeah, so 10-time WCW Tag Champs and then Booker, of course, six-time World Champ, all that. So, yeah, it's kind of a no-brainer there. Number nine, our latest inductee, Randy Savage and Lanny Poffo are number nine. Same reason, uh, Lanny's accomplishments somewhat pale in comparison to what the Macho Man did in his career. Uh, looks like we lost Menders for a minute. You'll get back in here in a second. But Gary, Macho, Macho, and, and Lanny. Uh, well, I mean, down what? What they were in Smoky? Were they in Mid South or Smoky Mountain? Ice. ICW. There was no ICW. Smoky Mountain when they were. Oh, ICW okay. was the, it was the outlaw promotion that Angelo started in uh, oh. Memphis. Well, I thought they both worked for. Uh, Lanny worked mid south early. Yeah, but I thought they were. I thought when Randy actually got picked up, they were working for either Jarrett or or yeah Waller. After ICW went under, they went to Continental and worked with. Uh, the Jared Lawler promotion. 
Yeah. Because Randy had that feud with Lawler, and then, yeah, that's yeah. where I think he got really noticed and then signed him. Because he was, that's where he started doing the Macho Man thing, I think, was in that, in that time so, frame. Yeah. And Lanny was wearing his suit of armor. Uh, which I still <laughs> don't know why. My brother can probably tell me why. But, uh, I mean, Randy was awesome in all aspects of his game. Lanny was really entertaining for the poems and the pageantry, I guess we'll call it. Uh, I enjoyed him as the genius, you know. But yeah, so I got them at number nine. Number eight, uh, I got the Briscoe Brothers, Jay and Mark. Uh, same idea, for, just for tag team work. I mean, shit, thirteen time tag champs. Jay's a two time world champion. Mark just got signed to AEW, or I don't know if that means he's going to be in the Ring of Honor leg of uh, Tony's uh, Empire. Yeah, man. I want to see him challenge Claudio for the Ring of Honor world title though at uh, Supercard of Honor. I don't think it'll happen, though. He should... Pr- I, I don't know what they're going to do. Like, they, he's still got the tag belts, and I understand that. I, I'm just kind of wondering if they're going to do, like, a tag tournament or if he's going to find a partner or, or what he's going to do. If, I I'm, I can't speak for Mark. I can't imagine his mental state with all this stuff going on. I can't imagine him just teaming up with somebody else this soon after Jay passed. So I, yeah. I would assume he's going to forfeit the titles, you know. But I don't know. Mark's a Mark's a, a weird guy. He's got a really positive outlook about all of this. So you never know. I mean, he might. But... Yeah. So it just kind of remains to be seen. But I, my favorite tag team of the last 20 years. I mean, we talked about these guys for almost two hours about three weeks ago. So we don't have to go into a whole lot about the Briscoes. So we'll go ahead and move on. Uh, number number six is begrudging because they might be my least favorite brother combination on this list, but for success reasons, I put them high on the list. Yeah. At the, at the Hardys. <laughs> yeah. I got Matt, who entertains me, and Jeff, who I'm surprised hasn't killed himself in the ring at some point. With his ridiculous high-risk maneuvers and whatnot. Sloppy and not as sloppy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think we got Menders back. Menders? Yeah. All right. So, in your absence, we I had about technical the difficulties. <laughs> I know. It's nice that it's not me for once. But uh, <laughs> while you were gone, we talked about the Poffos and we talked about the Briscoes, uh, Mark and Jay Briscoe, not Jack and Jerry. And wow. now we're talking about the Hardys. There we go. So, uh, Gary and I have expressed our not huge fandom of the Hardys, although. We respect what they've accomplished. That's why they're on the list this high up with all the. Don't, don't get me wrong. When they first showed up, they were so different mm-hmm. that yeah. I was I popped for them. Their first ladder match they did, I'd never seen anything like it. That was that was my favorite <laughs> ladder match. Was that match with Edge and Christian? And it was incredible. And I did like when they were with Michael Hayes. And yeah. honestly, even when they were young, Jeff wasn't nearly as sloppy when they were no. younger. He was much more crisp with everything, yep. but I think as he got older, I don't know if he just got complacent, got complacent, or he just got hurt. I I know the swanton he just lands on people now because it's easier on his body. Well, yeah, but <laughs> I don't care about the like other guy. That's, that's <laughs> the truth. Like, and everybody's like, it's like taking like a 
a sack of bricks on you because it's just bleh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when it comes to the Hardys, that uh, there's nothing better than early Hardys when you're talking like yeah, WrestleMania I, 17. I do agree with that. Um, 99 yeah, like, to 01 Hardys, I think, is the yes. spot. When you have like Hardys versus Edge and Christian, Hardys versus Dudleys, like those early days, yeah. Um, even like I would say up to Jeff getting his first title, like he was still, it was, I was, I was losing my taste for it by that point, but it was still, but it was just like we were talking about earlier. They just kept doing, yeah. It was like how many ladder, and Edges talked about it, and Christians talked about it. They're like, we were so synonymous with the ladder match that we were so sick of ladder matches that they meant nothing after a while. Like, yeah. I just had to do a ladder match. Well, why are we doing a ladder match? Oh, because you do ladder matches. Oh, well, that's dumb. I think, <laughs> I think Bully Ray said they stopped doing ladder matches because if I got to, they couldn't top what they had done before right. without being in actual danger. Well, yeah, all the stuff they did was should have. Like, I don't know how. When you look back at all those dumb spots that ladder matches have caused, like, well, the one where Christian almost died, one where he, and it was just him stepping off the ladder and he was supposed to step on the top rope and he just misses the top rope. Like he just like, or he barely hits the top rope and he falls like almost from the, out of the ring, just out. Right. And he was barely able to. He was barely able to wake up in time to get. He woke up just in time to get to his spot. Well, that they X7, didn't know if he was. I think so. They didn't know if he was awake or what. I think and that's why. That's why Rhino had to carry him up the ladder. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I don't remember if that's <laughs> it, but that was a great spot, no matter what. <laughs> yes. <sighs> but yeah, and then the, can't forget when he when Jeff almost broke Joey Mercury's face. It's not even almost. He actually did break Joey Mercury's face. Yeah, he that. just shattered it. the ladder spot. <laughs> yep. Shattered it, oh. yeah. One of the grossest things I've ever seen in a wrestling match. All right, so let's move on. Uh, number four, 1092. Number six. I have to count out loud sometimes. Probably my favorite tag team of all time, the Steiner Brothers. Along with all of the... Tag titles, you know, Rick, Scotty had a handful of world titles. Rick was a TV champion, U.S. champion. This is, they held everything in WCW for the most part, plus Japan. And, uh, yeah, so just for that 10-year period or so, 89 to 99, it was, it was just awesome. Well, when I first started watching wrestling, I didn't understand ah. why, why you had Rick Steiner barking like a dog <laughs> i was like he's these guys are really gremlin. good this duck I was, like, gremlin. I was like but why does he just like run around and bark like a dog and then scott just what what is this i'm like they're really good and then when, when i was started watching like J- japanese wrestling like they were brutal in japan and of course then you had scott steiner just Steiner screwdrivering people. Oh, and that Mindy, if you've never seen 
Have you ever seen the Steiner screwdriver? I, I think I've seen it once or twice. If I'll you go, have, uh, he does it to oh oh man, Hase. Well, he does it to Hase. There was another guy he did it to that used to do that. Who was the Japanese guy who did the? He did a power bomb and then into a power bomb and then you pick him up into the DVD. Oh, uh, is it the uh, one Tenzan? Not uh, Tenzan. No. Uh, Whoever it was, Scott Steiner almost killed that man oh, <laughs> in lovely. Japan. It's because he yeah. Steiner screwed over him, and it just looked. He just drops him. He t- didn't like hold yeah. him. He's just like no, eh. like I'll, I'll, I'll catch you. I promise. With his <laughs> legs, sort of, and his body yeah. just crumbles. He had oh, no geez. no regard for this poor See, Japanese man's life at all. And I was like, oh, the Steiner brothers are crazy. <laughs> Uh, Ryan Cage does the Steiner screwdriver now, but he does it a much safer version. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Plus, he's strong enough that he can, if he loses you, he's probably going to catch you. If he feels like big, it. Big, big, strong man. But... Yeah. He's, he's a big, strong boy. Yeah. Managed <laughs> by, you know, Stacy calls Prince Nana Santa Claus, uh, Ryan Cage, because he, because he wears the red scarf on his head and it looks like a Santa hat. <laughs> you called him Santa Claus. <laughs> The wife is in the background. She thinks I'm speaking at her turn, which I might be. All right. Number five. I mean, come on. Brett Nolan. I always said I liked Owen better. I thought Owen was a better worker than Brett. Owen was the best heart. Period. Yes. Dude was incredible. Mm -hmm. Around that same time when I was watching all the Japanese tapes, I like... We happened upon it was about at the same time we had got the best of Ultimo Dragon, where he was like doing double moon salts and stuff, and it was just incredible. We found a best of Owen in like Stampede and Japan. Oh wow! He was doing stuff then in the late '80s that people weren't doing on a regular basis until like the late nineties. He was like yeah. a decade ahead. Like he was yeah. rolling over people's backs. He was like he was flipping out of things. But he wasn't he did doing the thing it where all he the like time. bounced off the top rope into a backflip. Yeah. And Which... he was he was like a decade ahead of the, everybody. Yeah. And he was definitely the best promo of the Hart brothers. Yeah, definitely. But Owen definitely. was just Owen was so He's... good. He is not a nugget. No, he's not a nugget. Definitely, <laughs> definitely much better than Bruce. <laughs> yeah. Although Bruce, bless his heart, always tried to get booked on the shows. Yeah. <laughs> well. Remember the Canadian Stampede when Bruce kind of, like, I thought Bruce went in business for himself with uh, one of the Road Warriors. Which is <laughs> not a good idea. No. <laughs> no. I think he did that with. I think maybe with Austin too on that on that match. That was the big ten man tag match, uh, the in your house match. Mm-hmm. But uh, but we're not here to talk about Bruce Hart. <laughs> we're here to talk about our number four. He said, "Good Sake segue, Bay, like a <laughs> good segue." <laughs> From Mexico, we got Mil Mascaris and Dos Caras. Uh, I mean, Mil Mascaris is probably the most famous luchador of all time, outside of maybe El Santo. Yeah. And 
those cars, I think, is Alberto Del Rio's father, if my thinking is right. I think, yeah. Yeah. Uh, those cars on the right in the blue, no masks here in the yellow. Uh, but yeah, Wait, just... it's Silver King is their brother too, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, maybe or was. Is did what did Silver King pass away? Silver King passed away. Yeah, yeah. I think he may have passed away in the ring. As we all go to our phones to go look it up. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, no, he's Dr. Wagner Jr. Dr. Wagner, right? yeah. He's yeah. Dr. Wagner's brother. Okay. Dr. Wagner Jr. Dr. Wagner. <laughs> that was always my favorite Lucha name because it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Dr. Wagner. And then there was Dr. Wagner Jr. <laughs> because... With a name as impressive as Dr. Wagner. It, you need a Dr. Wagner. Do, Dr. Wagner sounds like a podiatrist. It does. Yeah, Wagner. Why Wagner in, in yeah. Mexico? It's like, uh, paging Dr. Wagner. Paging Dr. Wagner. <laughs> Dr. Wagner to colostomy. Yeah. yeah. But but I digress. I digress. So, but yeah, I think they, they deserve to be on the list just for their impact on Mexican wrestling and Lucha Libre as a whole. But I don't know a lot about either one of them, so we'll be kind of I'll kind of gloss over them a little bit. Uh, number three, the other Briscoes, the other as fans Briscoe. know them now. Yeah, Jack and Jerry, the OG Briscoes, uh, not related to uh, Jay and Mark. Uh, yeah, Jack they are was, Mark. Uh, We're keeping kayfabe here. Shut no, up. No, look at the look at the spelling. There's no e <laughs> on Briscoe. Know, I know. <laughs> Freddie Joe and Floyd Briscoe, which is actually where Tracy Smothers got the name Freddie Joe Floyd. It's uh, <laughs> creative. Uh, but no, Jack, two-time world heavyweight champion. Jerry was the world junior heavyweight champion, world tag team champions all over the place, ran Georgia. Then Jerry, <laughs> as Vince's uh, right-hand man, <laughs> made for great television. Him and yes, Pat Patterson. Mr. MacMan, as he called him. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, Jack, I love the story Bradshaw told where Jack, before a title match, he would sit in the locker room, uh, smoke a cigarette, do six push-ups, and then go out and wrestle for an hour. And then come <laughs> back and... You don't see... You won't see that very much these days. No. no. I mean, you won't see anybody wrestle for an hour these days, hardly at all. Which, I don't know how MJF's going to do that at the, the pay-per-view, but that's neither here nor there. There's going to be a lot of hiding, I think, but... Lot, there's going to be a lot of, lot of wrestles, I think, but uh, but that's... Uh, I digress. All right, number two, uh, got the Von Erics. I only went with David, Kevin, and Kerry just because Chris and Mike didn't really have really notable uh, wrestling careers. Uh, mm-hmm. It's now no fault of anyone's. I mean, toxic shock syndrome is a very real thing. Do you have the fake Von Eric? Lance? I <laughs> yeah. think Lance was a cousin. Yeah, he was a cousin. Yeah. But the, everybody knew he wasn't even related to them, so they just pooped all over the, <laughs> the angle. Well, I mean, God bless. It was bless. just some guy that lived in Dallas. God bless, God bless Fritz, but... <laughs> <laughs> 
And I know yeah, he was you're... trying. I know he was trying to keep his promotion alive. But mm-hmm. good lord, man! Like, how many kids do you have to? I mean, it sounds horrible, but God, how many kids? Literally, how many children do you have to lose to a business? <laughs> All before but one. You, before All you finally one. say, "Oh, I should probably get out of this business." <laughs> yeah, and with as far as Lance Von Eric goes, if you're running a territory for thirty years, and Everybody that watches your show has watched your children grow up and knows everything about your family. Maybe not introduce a new relative. Just, <laughs> they, I mean, they could have just put they could have put Brian Adias in that role. He was like a he, they booked him like he was Carrie's friend from like childhood. Well, that could have he could have worked in that. It's spot. it's like uh, it's like when, unlike you know, it was like being on a sitcom when all of a sudden Leonardo DiCaprio was. Moving oh, into the uh, yeah. growing pains, growing, growing pains. pains. Yeah. Yep, it's like showing up. He's, or, he's the troubled youth, or like yeah. he's basically Scrappy Doo Von Eric. He's Scrappy <laughs> Doo Von Eric. Yes, he's just, nobody really liked him. He was there, <laughs> and he was pretty. He was pretty. He, he just, was a pretty man. He just he was sort of related. You know, he, he kind of looked like him. <laughs> Not really. He didn't. He looked nothing like the rest. He had blonde hair. <laughs> he will oh, never be from shoot. this day forward. He will be Scrappy Dubonair. Scrappy Dubonair. <laughs> I like it. It's going to be to a point where we're the only ones that know that that in our however well, many years we still have. Well, well, a, a more obscure one would be like Zeppo Von Eric. Chuck <laughs> Cunningham Von Eric. Yeah. <laughs> like Oliver. Like yeah, pretty much, cousin Oliver, cousin Oliver, Cur- Curly Joe Von Eric, <laughs> <laughs> somebody replacing somebody for no reason. Remember when Ted McGinley showed up on Happy Days for a season as uh, Marion's nephew? Other other Darren Von Eric, <laughs> <laughs> Sergeant York Von Eric. <laughs> Sergeant York. <laughs> we could do this forever, but <laughs> uh, let's get Forgetting. to number one. Red. Let's get to. Let's say number one. Uh, anybody that's been following along, it's pretty easy to guess what number one is, especially considering my my own fandom. Mm-hmm. Got got to have the funks on there. It's a uh, tell me not, the a, not a great picture. Tell me the Dudleys aren't really brothers. <laughs> oh, I, I got bad news for you, buddy. Edge uh, and Christian aren't brothers. Uh, You're breaking either. my heart. The smoking guns, you know. Uh, <laughs> Bart and Billy. Bart and Billy again. The Dupps. Remember the Dupps? Or the Godwins? Godwins. They were cousins. Oh, that's right. They were. Henry and Phineas were cousins. Oh. Like. I could have put uh, Tonga Kid and Rikishi on here. Yeah. Wait, were uh, Alpha and Sika brothers? Yeah, they could have gone on there too. Yeah. I could have put them on instead of. Booker and Stevie, I suppose, but yeah, no, nah. I'm happy with my list. Yeah, yeah. Gary's like, no more. <laughs> this is this is fine. Honorable mention. But... Honorable mention. <laughs> uh, no, the so... funks. Yeah. Well, the, it was always definitely. weird because Dory seems, even when he wasn't like 90, he always seemed like he was so much older. Yes. Than Terry. And so it always seemed kind of like that father and son. You yeah. would have thought Dory Senior was the son and Dory Junior was the father. 
Yeah. But I think to this day, I think they're still the only brothers to hold the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. Until Dustin wins it. <laughs> or if Tyrus has a brother. Yeah. <sighs> uh, happy, happy, <laughs> by the way, happy birthday to Tyrus. He's 50 today. He's yeah. seriously 50? He's 50. I couldn't believe it. Well, I mean... Oh. I don't, Gary, I don't you, know. you have thoughts. <laughs> oh, I, I do. But it's, he, was, he was entertaining back in the day. He was never like... He was never good by any stretch of imagination. And I don't... He was good under- enough. And I, and I understand why Billy put the belt on him because he's on Fox and he brings the belt with him, puts it on national <laughs> TV, put it on the Super Bowl commercial. It's a great mm-hmm. move. But man, like, it you is getting the belt on Cardona. Yeah, yeah. You got to you gotta strap up Cardona or, or somebody. I'm sure Aldous yeah. is on his way out. Aldous is already gone. Aldous I don't know where gone. he's at. Yeah. Is he gone? Well, he was at Dreamwave I... two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he's done with the NWA for now. So uh, he was at Dreamwave two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Because I got to see him wrestle against um, Mike Bennett. Nice. Uh, he wrestled at the Expo last year. He might wrestle again this year. Woohoo! This, yeah, he's supposed to be there. Expo. Yeah, he's booked there. Mickey's booked there. Uh, if... Bob Orton Jr. got announced today. I saw that. And and Buff Bagwell. Yeah, I'm kind of excited about that. I I'm... hear he's the stuff. <laughs> Buff cracks me. I'll get a, <laughs> I'll get a Spayberry High School wrestling T-shirt and have him sign it for me. There you go. That's a that's a, might be a bit of a deep cut. Just, yeah. <laughs> you oh, can tell you. when I really get to Gary because he just well, no like resigns himself. The only, the only good thing Buff Bagwell ever did is I every every time that we introduce ourselves when we actually play a show. I'm I'm always he's he always introduced me as something and I always introduce Mark as Marcus Alexander Buff Redman. <laughs> so it's nobody gets because they don't know my middle name. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, but it's the only thing I Buff Bagwell's ever done. Yeah. It's the only thing Buff Bagwell's hey. ever done for me that I cared about is give me give me that wordplay. <laughs> Hey, if it wasn't for Buff Bagwell, we never would have gotten a Judy Bagwell on a pole match. That is true. That's a <laughs> that, that is true. That's true. <laughs> we would also right. never think... had like a, a whole segment that was dedicated to him getting rolled out of the ring. <laughs> that's, that's true. And also, oh. the can we talk about the abomination that was the American Males for just a split second? <laughs> oh, that was him and... Uh... Scotty Riggs. Scotty Anton in ECW. American male. Awful music. American male. Yeah, the music was awful. American male. The gear was atrocious. They look like Chippendale dancers. Well, it that's where the Marcus work. Alexander uh, Bagwell came from. Is that what they're trying to do now with the Maxim male models then? I don't know what they're doing. They're trying to get Otis <laughs> now. I know. I saw that. <laughs> Honestly, if, if they would have done Which that, I'm all for. If they would have done that gimmick right, I would have been all for it. Like, if they would have just went balls to the wall with it, that would have been great. If they would have just been, like, two guys that looked like models that, brawl when they got in the ring, was able to brawl, they would have just been, like, bigger versions of uh, Fandango and Breeze, which I love. Yeah. 
Fashion you can police. have some comedy, but you just let them work. Like they're not yeah. horrible, neither one of them. Who was it that but, Rick Martell oh. was with? Because uh, he Rick was Martell the model. was supposed to. He Top, was. was, he, was he was the model. He was yeah, supposed. He was, with, to, well, he was with Tito with Strike Force. Tito, Strike right. Force. Right. But in the late nineties, he was were... supposed to come back. He was supposed to come back with uh, Cyrus with Don Callis as a tag team as as the supermodels. Okay. Yeah. But it wound up not happening. Uh, Rick signed with WCW instead and won the TV title. Oh, arrogance. I think they might have shot vignettes of them in thongs and things. There's, oh, I'm glad I've never seen said. Uh... And on that note, I think it's time to pay some bills before we say goodbye. We went a little long today, but that's all right. Uh, Gary, I'm, I apologize. But uh... it's half my fault. Jumping. <laughs> oh, it's fine. <laughs> Once we get you on a tangent, Gary, you get so excitable. Yeah. Uh, Are we going on a tangent about zero one before we get off of here? We'll we'll touch on a little bit. Uh, we'll be paying the right. bills real quick, Menders. All right, prowrestlingtees.com slash JTR pod for all for well most of your jumping the rail merchandise nowadays. Uh, multiple T-shirts. Let's see them here. I think you're wearing I got this mine. one. Yep, on yep, yep. Yep. Uh, got more here. There's, There's my hot I like that cheap trick one. Yeah. I like that cheap trick one. I actually, I can, I can do that design better. I might take that off and redo it. And then, uh, boom, there we go. Gosh, I own a lot of these. <laughs> I still need to get so that one, I. though. And we thank you. <laughs> I'm sure. The, 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 oh, there's, there's, the, our, uh, there's our shootout. Here's our there's zero one shootout stuff. Uh, Dallas is my buddy, all this stuff. If you listen to the shootout, you know what these mean. This is one of the name doing name things is one of my favorites. Yep, it's one of mine, then, too. Uh, then this one, I haven't ordered this yet. It's, I think if the internet isn't lying to me, this is how you rate jumping the rail in Japanese. Ah. So so that's why that's on there. Interesting. And I don't know why. I've, I've, got the, I've got this one on two different, uh, two different uh, slides. I should have done that better. That's all right. So that's what you get on jumping the rail, uh, processing tees. Then also, as you know, on Brainbuster tees, dot com slash long convoluted address you see it yep. here uh and we got a few things here uh not nearly as much as we have on pros and tees but we can do the hoodies here we can do the baseball shirts and also uh now available we have fanny packs by the way with the jumping the rail logo on them. <laughs> i'm going to assume that's not sarcasm menders nope not uh, at all I'm, we need I'm those for when of, we go to the Zero One shows. <laughs> that's right. I'm, I am a fan of the fanny pack. I may have to get some Zero One shootout fanny packs made. I got the Jumping the Rail one done. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. And then, uh, yeah, we got caps. We got stocking cap. We got other various things that aren't on this thing. So go check that out. Uh, like I said, you're helping us out, uh, helping us keep the bills paid. And also, uh, since we don't have a shootout before Thursday, if you're watching this, don't forget, I have these. Zero One Shootout koozies available with the Jumping the Rail Podcast Network logo on the back. Uh, I'll have them with me on Thursday at the uh, Thursday Night Throwdown and also on Saturday when I go to the Zero One Show in Mattoon. Uh, five bucks each if you want one. Just hit, just come find me. I'm not hard to find. Just look for this, this Front space. Row. <laughs> Front or row. my hair. Yep. I'm probably sitting next to you, so yeah. my hair will work right. too. <laughs> I, I, may, I, may, I may give you a stash of them to keep handy in case they come bug you about it too. But, uh, but yeah, so like I said, it helps us out. 
keeping the bills paid and everything like that. And as we said, Gary, if you want to get out of here, we will let you go. And, All right. Uh, yep, you guys talk about and, uh, zero one and stuff. I'm gonna go. <laughs> yeah, since go to sleep. You... All, <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. That is the Italian stallion, grumpy Gary Vasilio. Uh, yes. See you in a couple weeks, buddy. Yep. Bye, Gary. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, so we won't get too far because we're already at two and a half hours, Menders. Yeah, but let's make it like short I said, we're and not sweet. Doing, our, our shootout this week is going to be on Friday, so we want to get a little bit of uh, info in from uh, from here. And actually, you know what? I can Do you have pictures? This? Oh, I switched over to the Zero One shootout. <laughs> I feel like Danhausen with like T-shirts. <laughs> so just to make sure that we get the stuff in. Uh I don't have all the pictures up, but I do have the matches available. Do you handy. have the main match that I'm concerned about? Well, take that back. I'm talking Thursday night throwdown, the main match we're, we're concerned Thursday. about. Uh, the main one is the ladder match, I believe, to yes. determine the Thursday night throwdown champion. Uh, Devontae Knox, Theo White, B.A. Malkin, CMC. Uh, I Just think like we pretty to say, much I picked all four of those. You picked all four winners in that tournament. So, yeah, you... Points to, to Menders for uh, for that one. Uh, oops, wrong one. Uh, where is the Thursday night through? There we go. I want to make sure I get my graphics up. There we go. There you go. So, so yeah, I think we we agree. I think we're both thinking CMC's going to take this one, Menders. Uh, great kid. Well, you know, there's a, good, there's a good argument for three of them in that match. So, there's argument but I'm, for I'm four going, of them. I'm sticking with, yeah. There's not a wrong choice out of this group of of guys here. I would no, love to see BBA Malcolm to be honest with you. I know you would. <laughs> I think partly just to Where's my I Heart Heel shirt. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, you want me to well wait, mine probably mine's only in one X, oh, so I'd bring it for you. <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll be a bib. Yeah, yeah right. All right. But yeah, yeah. Between between CMC and Devonte, I think that's gonna be our two our problem. I'm inclined to agree, but like I said, I will see Malcolm at least make it interesting. Uh, oh, I'm sure we, we got... will. Oh, yeah. We got a handicap match, uh, Menders. Brutus effing Dylan. I think I said it. Unless it's effing Brutus Dylan. I forget how the nickname goes. Brutus effing uh, Dylan, I think. Taking on the Angler and the Glitch, two stalwarts of the Zero One USA dojo. Uh, so the Angler and the like Glitch are the ones that are handicapped in this, correct? Yeah, I think the edge <laughs> goes to Brutus on this one. Yeah, I do too. I don't... Uh, I don't. I don't like these guys' chances. Brutus is, is a beast. He is a beast. But, uh, Although he yeah. was not there last Thursday with Jabari King. He wasn't. So no, no. Jabari teamed up with uh, Theo, Theo, right? Yep. Yeah. See, I watch. So, I, you did. I'm All so right. proud. Yes. All right. Uh, Tyler Scott versus Blake Wright. I got a soft spot for Tyler because he's from Danville. That's my old stomping grounds. Him and uh, Stetson Winters also, I think, is from Danville. Yep, but uh, Blake Wright, I love what Blake Wright's doing right now. Thursday night, just it's a good. I'm interested to see what I'm, I'm interested to see what Rob's gonna, how he's gonna mess with Blake this he's week. The general meddler, as our buddy Dallas preacher calls as him. As our about yeah, as our buddy Dallas calls yeah. him. Yes, yes. Uh, I should have hit up Dallas to give us a fact since we don't have a show until. We'll Friday. get it for Friday. We'll talk to him Thursday. Yeah. We'll get it for Friday. All right, five star Jesse J, uh, future <laughs> guest on, oh, on on the shootout. 
uh, taking yeah. on Ricky Rodriguez. I understand this is his trainer. Yes, that is what I've heard. That's, yeah, so I'll be curious to see this. I'm not real familiar with Ricky Rodriguez's work, but that's more of fault of mine than anybody's. So that should right. be interesting. I like I, I like Jesse. I think he's he's a talented guy. One star. I know star. you say is he two I and a you half had him up star. To two and a half. I do, I do. I have him at two and a half. I have a feeling though, after what I saw last Thursday, we'll have to see what type of shape Eli Wilder is in. Yeah, he's uh wait, what? What? what There's becoming a little Huh? There's a little heat he's... between uh there's a little heat between him and B A and Oh you're jump you're jumping ahead of me here. Oh. Yeah, we'll get to we'll get to Eli. Oh, but, uh, okay. <laughs> hang on, I got these all in order. I want to make sure I don't lose my place. Uh, oh, okay. Jesse Reigns, Jesse Reigns versus El Magnifico. No, jeez. Uh, uh, I'll yeah. say El Magnifico's English is better than LDLC from their tag match. Uh, I, I did talk with LDLC. I told him we were working on getting him an interpreter. So. Okay. All right. So good deal. Maybe we'll have to get Magnifico. Out. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Maybe Jesse get them Reigns, on together. I think, wants to, uh, yeah. Jesse's got a lot to say. Jesse's got a lot yeah, to we, say. Jesse's one I want to get on. You know, I don't know if I showed you this, Menders, but I have a, these are clip on wireless lavalier microphones that I can hook up to my phone. Oh, nice. So, so we can we can do some of these on the spot interviews if we want to at the at these Stonehouse shows here and there. That'll be fun. And then there's, yeah, I won't do it this time, but I get it all figured yeah. out and everything. But, uh, but yeah, so Jesse Reigns, he's got a bit of a, I say we'll call it a beef with Theo White right now. A little bit. <laughs> Who yeah. does Jesse Reigns not have a beef with right now? Uh, me. <laughs> it wasn't for now. Well, he's a listener, so, you know, yeah. <laughs> Then my fellow Dan Villian Stetson winners against LDLC. That'll uh, be fun. That'll be a good one. It'll be it'll it'll be a fun one. Yeah. That'll be a fun one. I guess it, yeah. And then uh, now we get to the three way match: Hippie Johnny, Logan Myers, Eli Wilder, uh, potentially Eli Wilder, depending on his health after last yeah. week when he got after... bludgeoned by uh, BA. BA. And BA was saying he was Just saving Eli Wilder. Yeah, he did. It it was, was it was saving. a little brutal. He was saving. Did he say him. what he was saving him from? From him, I don't really know. It was on that. You'll have to check out the webs or the promo that I posted. That I, I got to go back and listen to the promo. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so that's something to to be interested in. Definitely. Uh, if it's all three guys and they're all in ship shape, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, I would pick Eli if he's healthy. If not, I'm thinking Logan Myers. If Eli's, yeah, if Eli's not healthy, I'm going to go with Logan. Yeah. And then... Uh, Definitely. Our our favorite luminary, one Jacques Kennedy. Uh, it doesn't say he's going to have... They're going to have Big Man Chan with them this time in the, on, the, on the card. Big Man so Chan did not come out Chan. with them last week. That's true. Well, Big Man Chan had a match. But he, had a, he had a match. Week. But Big Man Chan didn't go well. did not come out with Jacques. It did not. No. I can't get that no. visual out of my head. It's disturbing. Has, uh, has Big Man Chan forsaken Jacques for the lowlifes? 
I don't know. All I know yeah. is that when Chan woke up this last match, all he did was as I was walking out, he looked at me and said, hey, I think I know you. So. Oh, wow. He got his bell rung then. Oh, yeah. Sure did. Ugh, <laughs> got to check it out on the uh, Patreon. Yes. I know you did, uh, but everybody else needs yeah, to. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as who's going to accept this open challenge, we don't know who it's going to be yet. But I know we have a friend of the show who expressed some interest in maybe going to Edgewood sometime to check out these TNT shows. Uh, one, I don't know, his nickname rhymes with Schmouter Keg. <laughs> Schmouter Keg? What? You mean so, this guy? That guy, yeah. Uh, Jimmy Carrot. You know, he's uh, he hasn't made an appearance in Edgewood yet since in the last uh, month since they started doing these shows you know him and basil him and basil are probably uh getting prepared for saturday so yeah because i don't know if we'll see you mentioned saturday yeah yeah well let's talk about friday Friday when we have our jumping the rail (laughs) friday uh our shootout on friday it's gonna be cool we're gonna do it uh usual time five o'clock and we're gonna have the number one contender for the zero one USA heavyweight championship, the uh, damn coyote, Christian Rose. Damn coyote. And, and I have been in contact with Christian Rose. He is, uh, he will be there. Sweet. Uh, we had a bit of an issue with that. Uh, no fault of anyone's really, but. Yep. But yeah, so that'll be fun. Find out about uh, what he thinks of the low lifes in this iteration, wrestling Joey, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Joey O'Reilly for you guys that haven't checked out the, the shootout. Maybe then, we'll get uh, some yeah. good uh, dirt stories on Joey from, you know, back when he was just starting out as a low life. Yeah, there you go. Uh, find about Periwinkle, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> He's going to kill <laughs> okay. us. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I still want to find out how he got into our chat that one day. But, uh, yeah. okay, low life there was a match... I. The only match I don't have a thumbnail for on this card for Saturday, everyone has this thorn on the 25th. I don't have a card for the match that just got announced, Menders, which is uh, the Kenway. Uh, <laughs> his big return from, uh, I don't know where so he is. So excited. Form, former Zero he One had taken a break. champion. He had taken a break. Taking a break. But, uh, yep. but the Kenway has come back, and he's going to be taking on the Warhorse. I'm sorry, Warhorse. Hold on, not I'm, the Warhorse. I'm getting the, I'm working on it. <laughs> okay. Trying to find it. Ah, oh, there we go. So, but both of these guys are former heavyweight champions in Zero One. You guys might there recognize Warhorse. He wrestled Cody on Dynamite a couple of years ago in a TNT Open Challenge match. He sure did. But, that uh, was when uh, everybody was pretty was much. They were on lockdown. Warho- they were or, uh, still quarantine. Yeah, everybody said Cody feared Warhorse. Yeah, I think Warhorse actually went on Busted Open. He went viral. Yeah, like with that match. So, but it'll be cool to see him. I haven't seen him live in a little over a year, about maybe a year and a half. Uh, oh, right you Black weren't Label there Pro when he show. was at zero one last, huh? No, I had a gig that weekend. But I couldn't make ah, it. Ah, you missed uh, that one. Now, I was at a I was at a show where he teamed up with Dan the Dad, Effie, and Danhausen in an eight man tag match against okay, four other Danhausen. That would be fun. <laughs> that, oh my jeez. Okay. <laughs> But that was. But good. Dan, All yeah, right. Dan the Dead. Okay, yeah. Move on. You have you have the mug somewhere, I'm sure. Uh, main event yes. for Saturday: Mad Dog Connolly, Camaro Jackson in the dog collar match. 
uh, I fear for the safety of both of these individuals. I fear for the I, safety I, of anybody in the or in the area. Building. I will. Yeah, be, there we go. I will be in the concession area, hiding behind the windows. I may bring Look the wife. Look for me in a corner somewhere. <laughs> you might bring the wife. You might bring you. Hey, Connolly okay. stole her chair at the last show. He did. And, and almost did. stole Andrea Lynch's arm, also. Just <laughs> yeah, from tried. Getting, getting, getting caught up in it. Uh, all right. Christian Rose, Joey O'Reilly, we talked about this a little bit for the championship. Christian Rose is a former former heavyweight champion. Also former, I guess, leader of the low lives for yes. all, in, all back of a better term. So this will be interesting. Uh, punch poor Dallas Preacher right in the nose at the last Mattoon poor show. Dallas. For no reason. No reason. He couldn't poor have hit Dallas. Tony. Right. Like you couldn't have punched. <laughs> couldn't you have hit the one that you needed to hit? <laughs> I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have said that out loud. But uh, yeah, you should have. But no, I think I think this match is going to be a lot of fun. I do too. Uh, I hope I hope Christian has a plan for uh, the small army that will be gathered outside of the ring for for this one. Yeah. Well, Dallas's but, uh, arm still be all messed up is the question. That's a good question. Dallas Preacher was laid up at the last show. Did not compete. He was just there at ringside. Uh, he didn't say anything when we had him on the shootout about being uh, laid up. For he said he long. had some. So he said he had a couple MRIs. Had an MRI. So hopefully those, yeah, yeah, an MRI. So hopefully, hopefully yeah, he hopefully got hopefully good results there. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. The T zero uh, <laughs> one USA Shining Light Championship. Jack Kennedy defending against Devonte Knox and Jimmy Carrot here. Uh, yeah. We pretty much agree. Triple threat rule. Uh, champion probably going to yeah. the title. It'll as much fun, as though. I hate to admit it. Jimmy will continue to get his pound of flesh from Jacques. Yep. Uh, and Jimmy said Devontae might be just collateral damage in, in this match. I'm going to say what I said before. Devontae, watch your back. Yes. Maybe bring Chris O'Brien out with a chair to uh, to back him up. You know. Um. Okay. Uh, yeah. He goes, you know, Chris is lethal with those chairs. He is. Just ask Dallas. Yeah. All right. Yeah, there's our country air boys. Country air versus Tao. Uh, I'm like I said. I'm really curious about this show, this match, because I'm not familiar with Tao as a team. Uh, I either. know they popped up in the Battle Royal a couple shows ago, but yeah, Country Air is rolling right now. I, I think it's. I think they hang on to the titles here. I think they're keeping them warm for the Bruisers, Menders. Yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, because, you know, the Bruisers um, are so undefeated. No, they're not. They are undefeated. No, they're not. I will... <laughs> That's why they're... Eli like... says they're not. <laughs> well, if anybody would know, it would be Eli. It would be Eli. Yeah, yeah. Uh, CMC, we talked about a little bit, talking about the Thursday yep. show. He might be the uh, TNT champion going into this, this show. Point... Uh, we'll have to find out if he's going to put that belt on the line if he wins on Thursday against Jordan. Oh, don't do that. That's the Thursday night championship. Only if Jordan shows up on a Thursday night should he get that's, a chance at that belt. That's true. That's true. Jordan's kind of a hard guy to pin down, no pun intended, but, for, uh, for Thursday. But he, what was it Dallas called him? The uh, the tragedy? makes No, no, not CMC. Oh, what he called oh, Jordan? Chubby Manchild. Oh, no. the fixer. <laughs> the fixer. 
That was what he called him, the fixer. Yeah, I think he actually he actually got that from me, but I'll let him have it. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, but I, I like wasn't going to say is very much about... a fixer for the Yellow Lives. What's going to talk yeah, about CMC, Dallas, Dallas had some unkind words for our buddy CMC. And uh, yeah, so, all right. Then the uh, last match we have on here, uh, Jake Lander against Eli Wilder. Uh, the match again, I'm paying for, apparently. See, apparently. Well, it's, we'll have to see if it happens. I mean, let's see how Eli's doing after last week. Yep. I, I, mean, think, if, if I don't think com- Eli's going to. But I if he's we'll not 100, idea... if yeah. he's not 100, he, Jake's going to tear him apart. Yeah. But he uh, will. if if Eli can't go, I I've got an idea for a, a suitable substitute. Oh yeah. Uh, Who are you thinking? A certain a certain low life thug, no more. You know. Oh, maybe Marvin. Marvin might be there. He might be. Around. He's on the poster. He's on the poster. So it's he is on the poster. But for now, we got Jake and Eli, which if if Eli is good to go, it's going to be a hell of a match. Yeah. No, uh, no it bullshit. Will be. Yeah. It'll be a great So match. this is going to, this card could is be the just sleeper. Really stacked top to bottom. It could very yep. easily be the sleeper. But this card is just stacked top to bottom for this show, Menders. It's, uh, I'm yes, looking forward it is. to it. And, We've got uh, a lot of wrestling this week, so I'm excited about we, it. We do. We do. And Menders, with our extra zero one coverage, we've gone to almost two hours and 45 minutes. I think this is a good time to uh, call it a day to, <laughs> to, call, to call it. Thank you for kind of putting a little bit of OTT with me on this. Like I said, we wanted to get a little bit of zero one stuff on here just because we're not doing a shootout till after Thursday. Uh, but I, <laughs> yeah, I, I had to switch the backdrop once we started talking about the zero one. It's, uh, <laughs> but uh, it's yeah, fine. so. So just quick reminder, uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash JTRPod, BrainBusterTees.com slash other-JTR-podcast-network, which I'm impressed I remembered it off the top of my head. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, koozies for five bucks when we get there on Thursday and Saturday. Uh, you can hit us up on Facebook, hit us up on uh, on YouTube, uh, on the JTR Podcast Network, subscribe. And uh, yeah, I think this is a good time to say adieu. And uh, where is my? Oh, hang on. I need to switch back to my jumping the rail thing, so I have my closing. Ah. Here, there we go. All right. So for Gary Vasilio, uh, who we let duck out early because he doesn't know anything about zero one, and uh, Menders, uh, this is Redman uh, reminding you all: life is hard, work stiff, and we will see you in two weeks.